You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hi there, this is Mick Waits, the owner of Four Horses, makers of Kid Trip, Miles and Kilo, and Digger Dan DX, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 125 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, ladies and gentlemen, Samuel Matoro. Fuck you, Amazon. <laughs> I was, I was hoping, I was praying. The only star I could come but up with. But he went up with, boom, tell us the story. Well, as all you know, um, Devil May Cry 5 came out yesterday, Friday, March yeah, 8th. Yeah. And on Amazon, I pre-ordered for PS4, the collector's edition, which comes with like the van, all kinds of cool stuff. Pre-ordered in February, you know, supposed to be the day of release. So when I pre-ordered a couple days later... We'll send you an estimated delivery date. I was like, okay, you know, not worried. Like, all right, maybe it'll be Friday, Saturday, maybe Monday, okay. So then yesterday, I get the email, the updated delivery date. And today is March 9th. My delivery date was in between April 10th and May 15th. That is fucking unacceptable. I am a little butthurt, pissed at Amazon. So now after this podcast, I'm going to see Captain Marvel. And then I'm going straight to GameStop. To see if they still have a copy I can get. And then I will make a personal phone call to Amazon so they can hear my displeasures. So I'm a little butthurt. It's like both of us now have experienced the Amazon video game controversy. It's only probably one of my most famous, my most loved game franchises ever. Been waiting to play. And people oh, yeah, it's out, it's out. Even our buddy Machi sent me the, the game. Bam, new game about to start. And I'm just like, I'm so butthurt right now. I'm sitting here like Pokemon and Mario, and you're like, devil may cry, yeah. and I feel like I'm not 30 again. Uh, but that's Amazon for you. <sighs> I haven't bought a game since November from Amazon. Pissed. Well, I guess add me to the list. I will say this, though. I am open to buying games from Amazon once they're out, like, like for like a week or two, and they know they have shipment like in yeah, stock. But I'll get it, but, but never pre-order. But don't have your pre-order saying, oh, yeah, guaranteed, same day release, and then I get it, and say, like, oh, well, no... Sorry, you have to wait an extra well, month. Well, you'll get a $5 credit. No, so. I, I don't want it. They can shove it right up the candy ass. <laughs> this is episode 125. Sam said March 8th for the Dev May Cry. This is March 9th. We're recording right after the game came out, next day after Captain Marvel, and we haven't played or watched either. So that's exciting. Uh, but we got it. next week we will because tomorrow you're seeing Captain Marvel. And no, no, I'm see- literally so, seeing so it today. today. I'm yeah. sorry. And I'm seeing Captain Marvel tomorrow. Yeah. So we will have full impressions of Devil May Cry 5 and Captain Marvel next week. But it is March 9th at 7.40 a.m. This is episode 125. If you're new to the podcast, we are your single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming except Devil May Cry 5, TV, film, <laughs> except for Captain Marvel, music, and all things pop culture. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. But be sure to join the WePod squad by hitting that subscribe or follow button on all of your podcast services like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your audible goodness. Mm, make sure to leave that rating and review, though. It's the cheapest and easiest way to help the show grow. It takes like a minute, and we read them all on the air. And shout out to, to Chris Shriver. He sent me a message saying, do I need to play all these Devil May Cries to jump Devil May Cry 5? I mean, me. I would say yes, because you have to know Dante's backstory in 1, 2, and 3, and then you don't get introduced to Nero till Devil May Cry 4. So, there you go, buddy. Play them all. 
I, I, we love Chris. Chris is a good guy. <clears throat> Chris has been on the show a couple of times. Anytime there's like E3, you well, can expect I, I compared Chris to, to it. I was like, bro, if I could go back and beat, because he's like, they're old games. Like, well, they're remastered. It's like, if I could go back and I could beat the Uncharted's, you could do this. That's I think yeah. that's a perfect comparison, yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily have to play Uncharted 1, 2, and 3 to play 4, but you should. I want to know the story. Yeah, I want to know how he got there. Uh, you can go to We Podcast and We Know Things, all one word, dot com. Let me, I guess, <laughs> definitely don't say all one word in there. It's just We Podcast, We Know Things, dot com. That is all one word. Uh, for all of anything you needed for We Podcast, We Know Things. That includes links to all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's uh, got a link to our store, so you can purchase your We Podcast and We Know Things merchandise. It's got a link to our Patreon. If you'd like to support us monetarily uh, each month, you can do so. Thank you to, to everybody who does that. Um, you'll get a great gift back in return. Whew. But we couldn't be possible without our friends over at the Weeby Geeks Podcast Network. That is WeebyGeeksPC.com. WeebyGeeksPC.com. You can find us there each and every week along with 20 other shows. And you can also find us on the ESO Network, which is ESOnetwork.com. <clears throat> South Carolina Comic Con is coming up, and our friends at the ESO Network are hosting a bunch of panels, including the legendary Mick Foley. Oh, that's awesome. They are hosting his panel. So it's a nice family to be a part of. Uh, Dragon Con is coming up. Zachary Levi just said he's going to be at Dragon Con. Um, and the ESO Network always says a huge, huge, huge presence at Dragon Con. It's in Atlanta every year. I will be making it to at least one or two uh, in the next couple years. I just newborn. Can't yeah, this year. got to plan it out. Can't this year. But last year she was pregnant. This year we have a baby. It's a, just a wee bit difficult, especially because I don't have any more time off. Yeah. Um, but ESO Network, that is ESONetwork.com. Uh, we want to have a quick announcement for a new segment. Then we're going to do trivia. It is still 10.5 for Sam. 9.5 <laughs> for me. First to 11 win by two. We're going to be breaking down the Game of Thrones trailer. We're going to be talking episode four of Doom Patrol. Then we're going to go movies, TV. Sam's going to host gaming. And then we'll give our Patreon shout-outs, our picks of the week. And we will be out of here. But before that, Sam, you're going to be starting a new segment on the show next week. I feel uh, that we haven't done our comic book fans of the show and listeners enough justice. So we're going to make that uh, a thing for them. Yeah, because I've always heard, hey, you guys should throw in a comic section. It's like we always do. We, we want to. It's just usually our show's already like close to two hours. We want to kind of keep it under that. But we're going to try to figure out a way to kind of keep it contained. So we're either going to do like a like a CGC spotlight of a certain book of a first appearance or origin or something like that. Or just a hardcover story that I would recommend to the listeners to, to check out. And we need a name for that segment. So if you'd like to, tweet us at WePod and we know or at Samuel Matoro. Um, so you, we'd love the name. You can write it on our Facebook wall. You can DM us. You can text us. Yeah, if message you know me on Instagram, Stampede215.89. Whatever you want to do. Um, just help us out with a name. We'd love to hear your suggestions for the name. But yeah, we feel like we can bring a lot more to the comic audience. Whenever there's comic book news, we put it at the end of the show in the other section. But we feel like comics deserve their own spotlight. So we're going to give that every week. And guess what? This is going to be able to get me into comic yep. books because I'm not, as you know, a comic or a reader or collector. Yeah, a story that I may recommend or a book you may not have heard or read. I might give you a chance if you're interested. And I have the DC streaming service, the yep. DC Universe, and they have a ton of books and on there digitally. More. So yep. I can get back and finally read 
read these books as well. So uh, if, if you guys are interested in the comic section, we'll have a home for that starting next week for episode 126. So it's about damn time. Yeah. It took three years, <laughs> yeah. but we're here. Uh, let's get into trivia for the week again. 10.5 to 9.5. Sam, I'm going to give you the opportunity first to just put the knife right in my back. And I'm just going to read your question. Uh, if you get it straight away, you get the full point. If you need the multiple choice answers, you get a half a point. We've been doing this for three years. You should know how it goes, but you never know who's listening. Uh, all right. So your trivia uh, question this week, Sam. What was the original release year for the Game of Thrones novel? The first one. The Game of Thrones. Funny, we both have Game of Thrones trivia questions. No, we knew that was going to come. The first novel. Mm-hmm. George R. 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 Martin's yeah. George R. R. Martin's original book. I think it's just called A Song of Ice and Fire. I think that's actually no. It's actually just called Game of Thrones. Yeah. The whole novel series is called A Song. Of I, Ice I have and Fire. I have a date in mind. I, I didn't. I never, just a year. I never read the books. I have them in the other room. They're good. I have a year in mind, but I feel like it's got to be older. I actually prefer that I read the books after watching the show because I can put faces to names. Yeah, true. I, I do like reading. I can, you know, it, may, it helps me at least. And then the I can characters. pick up the subtle differences. Or the not so subtle. L- let, let me hear them. 1993, A. B, 1996. C, 1999. D, 2001. The, the two I was thinking, you said. Uh, I'm just trying to think, because it takes a while to come out for each book. Unless you're a children's author. You can bang that shit out quick. John Cena is a children's author. We bought the is book. For, yeah, we bought the book for our nephew. Three, four. Excuse Sam and I for sniffling a lot. We're both a little sniffly. Yeah, I'm a little sick. In, in my head, it's ninety three or ninety six. That's the two. It's I a ninety six. They're they're the two I had in my head. <laughs> I love that CKY. I think two K. I'm gonna go ninety three. Uh, final answer ninety three. Yeah. Incorrect. It's a ninety six. Yeah, I should have won my gut. That was the, the first number. I, that was that was the first number I came up. Half with. the damn reason I wanted to do it is for one of us to say it's a ninety six. August first, nineteen ninety six. Pissed. All right, here we go. How many fingertips did Stannis Baratheon chop off of Davos's hand? Jesus. Three. Final answer. Yeah. Incorrect. Two. Four. Okay. Yeah, but your answer would have been one, two, three, four. Yeah. <laughs> if you had like seven or like 13, which is a statistical impossibility. You said hand, so I figured it yeah. was between one and five. Um if you said hand, that, that was and it your was only. Eight, I would have fucking freaked out on you. You know me. Yeah. I'm about the particulars. I would have lost my shit for that. Uh, let's break down the Game of Thrones, the first official season eight trailer. We've gotten a couple teasers, some crypt it wasn't action. Even a teaser. It was like here, they look were, at look at old footage. They were in the crypt for the one. They were in the crypt oh, wow. under Winterfell for the yeah. one teaser. Um, but we actually finally got a trailer. It was over two minutes. Um, damn, it, it just felt good to get no. new footage. But that was a perfect trailer, though. I feel like they didn't show anything. Unlike a lot but of movie sh- trailers. They showed something. Exactly. Like, you're still like, it just it just built my hype even more. Yeah, and it did exactly. It, it built the intrigue. It showed you a glimpse, and I mean a glimpse of certain characters. Tyrion gets one screenshot, uh, or one frame, and it, it had enough of like, oh, there's Gendry. Oh, there's Varys. Oh, there's Tyrion. Okay, we know where, we know they're alive, and we kind of know where they're at. I don't remember seeing Samwell on there. So is he still at the Citadel? 
Uh, yeah, he might be. be learning he how to be. become a maester, or did they purposely not show him because he's got a bigger role in this whole thing? That's my personal thing. Is I think Samuel I mean, is going to have a huge role in the end of this. Well, I think we know he's going to have a huge role. He killed role. a white by, walker. Yeah, by the, I mean, yeah. I mean, by the end, just by the book he found of bringing back Jon Snow. Like, there's – what he lacks in fighting ability, he makes up for it in smarts. He, he's going to figure out. So he's going to be a big player. Bring back Jon Snow. What do you mean? Didn't he find the book to bring back Jon Snow, the spell that when they brought him back after he got stabbed a gazillion times? I thought that was just Melisandre. Was it Melisandre? The Red Woman? I thought she just brought him back. Oh, yeah, she might have. Yeah, she maybe she was. I thought, I thought he did something with Jon Snow. Didn't he find something in the books? I, I can't I remember. I remember he found something with the... Well, probably at the Citadel, he yeah. might have found something. I, I don't remember that quite as much, but I know that... Oh, oh, he found the the the, the, um, the metal where they kill oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. That's what he found. Okay. Um, so, we have... Uh, it starts out with Arya. She's like, ta- she's got she's got the only real speaking lines in the entire trailer. She's starting yeah. out, and it's again, it builds that intrigue uh, to where what she's up to and what she's doing, and then it kind of just goes shot for shot. Cersei, uh, very pregnant Cersei. She's about to drink wine because she don't give a fuck no. uh, about that. And then she, there, this music right towards like the middle of it, it swells up, and you think she's gonna drop this big one liner, and then she goes. And says nothing, yeah. and then it cuts to the dragons flying. So again, it it did just enough to get your ball sack tight, and then just to let you go. Yeah, Whew, man, I can't wait yeah. for this. And it was cool, like they showed you both dragons, but they didn't show you Viserion, who's you know obviously now is a. They showed you zero, technically zero White Walkers, Whites, or the Night King. They yeah, showed you, you showed the, the two of the horses, two hoofs. Like that's it. That's all you saw. Which I, which I thought was, was nice. perfect. Like, they, they just they just know how to market it right, mm-hmm. and they have us literally all by the balls. And we know that we're going to be there day one or day two, you know, whatever we can, and watch this. Which was movie. what was nice about right the six mini movies. What was nice about it was it showed it showed preparing for battle. Like that's what this trailer was about. We're getting ready to fight. There wasn't any political drama or in like sex stuff or anything. It was straight up. We're going to fight. And it kind of showed every character and where they're at for this battle, especially the battle over Winterfell. That's really where the trailer took place was yeah, at Winterfell yeah. and preparing. The the one thing that I'm like, shit, I really hope they don't do it is it. And I can see why they're going to do it this way because they, they do a lot of the White Walker stuff this way is the battle is going to take place at night. And that's going to, like, take away a lot of that visual beauty that could possibly become of this because, number one, I can't see shit. Or the battle could start in the day, and it's so long, it leads into the night. It's, it's, it's cool stuff is still going to take place at night. And it's like, well, I get it, because the night, the long night is the whole theme of the White Walkers, and they bring the nighttime. So I get why it's taking place at nighttime, just for, like, that that continuity of it all. Yeah. But, like, I I want to watch this battle with fucking color. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. be like, who is that character that just and, got killed? Was that Joro? Was that Tormund? Well, I mean, the best thing is, obviously, all around, like, websites right now is like it's the longest battle ever filmed yeah like a tv show game of thrones is going to break every record ever it's going to win every emmy oh it has to so give them all up with six episodes it's we're getting six movies i'm so butthurt it's going to be over so fast but but that's the beauty about like on demand and stuff and but the dvds which, which hbo is smart though i gotta give them that because obviously they picked up one of the you know obviously the spinoffs or whatever the prequel they're going to do but then once this is over bam hbo has Watchmen. You know what I mean? So it's like they're they they know what they're doing. Yeah, I'd say so. They've been yeah. doing it since the eighties. Uh, Game of Thrones. It's you know we're gonna do our top three, not like pieces of the trailer. We're actually gonna do top three hopes for season eight, um, for the final season. Not like predictions, 
just what we hope to see or yeah, what, what we want to see. It's, it's more fun than, yeah. than anything. Um, but this trailer, like you said, it did a great job of not giving away literally anything. The, yeah. I know just as little about this as I did going into it, but I, might, I know so much more at the same I time. I feel like I know less. <laughs> <laughs> we podcast and we don't know shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to, you know, I, I, our podcast name comes from Game of Thrones, right? Like that is, it's we drink, I'm a, I'm a Lannister. I drink and I know things. Yeah. We podcast and we know yeah. things. It's it's like we are very, very in we're invested. Bed with this show, and yeah, we, we are wholeheartedly invested. And this is, you know, we weren't, we didn't have this podcast when Breaking Bad came to an end. We didn't have this podcast when Dexter came to an end. We didn't have this podcast when like The Sopranos was coming to an end or anything like that. This is a rare, giant phenomenon worldwide yeah. that we're we're going to be able to see through to the end. <clears throat> Just like Avengers, we're we're gonna yeah. be here for Endgame. We're gonna be here for the end of Game of Thrones. These are gonna be some of the best episodes that you and I get to do. Yeah, some of those fun over the next month, two months. Well, what's so it? six weeks. <laughs> six weeks after April fourteenth yeah. is I guess June. So from yeah. for the next three months, we're gonna have so much fun. Yeah, just every week talking about this. Then we have Doom Patrol, by the way, which is yeah. just like a total like palate cleanser yeah. of a show yeah. that that gets you know that gets the blood flowing so it's gonna be a really fun three months coming up let's go into our top three if you haven't watched the trailer like millions and millions and millions of other people have there's only so much we can talk about uh from a two-minute trailer without hypothesizing which is where we're gonna again get into our yeah. wishes not necessarily predictions but wishes so let's do our top three hopes for the final season of game of thrones my number three hope at some point when there's a battle going on, we obviously we saw we saw Jon Snow and Daenerys walking towards you know Drogon and Rhaegal. So my hope is Jon Snow rides Drogon, Danny rides Rhaegal, and then obviously the Night King rides Viserion, and there's just this epic Sky battle. battle. Exactly, that's one of my hopes for this. It's just a a three way dragon battle. I mean, as a kid, I love dragons. I still love dragons. Who would want to see that? That's really cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I think we're gonna get that. Like I think that on the on the Hypometer, that's a 10, I mean, we already, and I think on the realistic meter, I mean, that's we, a 12. We already saw Dandy ride Drogon, we saw the Night King ride, ride Viserion, but we didn't see Jon Snow yet. Right, and we know that he's a dragon rider because yeah. he, he's found to be a Targaryen, yeah. so he has the opportunity, or, or the, you know, whatever inside of him to be to, to ride dragons, and then they have this little moment in the trailer where both dragons have their heads down, and they're, they're and Danny and Jon Snow are walking right towards him like they're about to mount them. So that That's gets the blood flowing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you on that one. Mine, I love the the slower paced drama builds of Game of Thrones of like the oh my god, the subtle Easter eggs and stuff like that, and those like moments that rip your heart out. Yeah. So for mine, I went with a rip your heart out moment, and I would love it because we didn't see Bran in the trailer, if at all. Yeah, I don't think maybe we saw if him. we did it was a split second. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think so. So I hope that Bran, wherever he is, encounters. Whether it, it's a breakthrough moment, um, it breaks down the door into wherever he's at, or if he's out in the battlefield with them, if he's in the crypts, whatever. I hope he encounters the white version of Hodor. Oh, wow. The undead Hodor comes back. He's with the army because you saw the giant was with the army. Yeah. One, one. Yeah. So they can do that where they can take people they've killed because, remember, they raised them all up. It, it, the white's hurt, killed. It, it hurt to see one, one, though. Yeah, it There's did. no one else because I, I rewatched the episode where he died and maybe hate what's his name. The dude that uh, chopped off, what's his name's thick? The little guy. Uh, uh, Rams- uh, Ramsey, Ramsey Bolton? Ramsey Bolton. Fuck, I hate that piece <laughs> of shit. Uh, Ramsey Bolton or Joffrey? Who do you hate more? Oh, man. 
It's tough. Isn't I don't. I, it? dude, I don't great, know. I, I think you just, it depends characters. what kind of day it is. Dude, Ramsey right, Bolton, no, Jeffrey right, and Cersei, Joffrey and Cersei. Are right now, it's Ramsey because I literally re- just rewatched episode where he killed one. So right now, it's him. But if yeah. I went back, it probably could be Joffrey. So we know the Whites when they kill people, the White Walkers and the Night King can raise them up from the dead and make them join the army of the Whites. So and we know that the Whites killed Hodor. Like I would love to see Rob Stark and Catelyn back as well, and like maybe Jon Snow to kill me. them. That would hurt me. But they weren't killed by Whites, so I don't think they're going to. Yeah. resurrected i think they were already burnt by whomever they could have been the burned phrase. or buried already exactly yeah. so i don't think we're going to see that necessarily but i do think because hodor was killed by them that he could get resurrected <clears throat> joins the army and for some and bran either has to kill him or he sees bran and somebody kills hodor from behind and that, bran like cries or something that would to me would rip my heart out all dude, over again the the hold the door that killed me dude that was such exactly oh, man exactly. The, the writing okay my number two is has to deal with Cersei. We know that she's an evil bitch and she deserves her end 10 times over. Yeah. But in my head, there's only te- – there's two people that I would allow to yeah. kill her. This but, is my number three before I changed it to that. But in reality, it's one. It In my heart, it has to be Arya. Cause wow. She, cause I she, thought you are going Jamie. Yeah, it, it could be – well. He, he would be my second. It's yeah. there's two people. It's Arya or Jamie because Arya said, "I'm killing Cersei. Kill my father." Yeah, she was it's on, on the list. He, she was on the list. Many <clears throat> or she wears Jamie's face and but then takes off. It's really her. Something that would be like cool. that's kind of what I'm hoping for because I, I mean you could say Sansa, but it would only feel right if it's Arya or Jamie. That's if, it. If she wears Jamie's face and like Jamie lures her back in with some love and tender care, something which she's about to then, die, she takes her and it's her. Bam, gets the, the, the final killing that, blow. That would be that would be pretty cool because that would be able to make it Jamie and Arya at the same yeah, time. Exactly. I think I would be satisfied with that. I thought it would have been Jamie. Actually, Jamie was my number three, and then I thought about this Hodor thing, and I was like, how fucking cool would yeah. that be? Um, so yeah, I'm totally with you there. I think that actually has another. Huge, I guess, uh, on the predictability scale, I think that could happen yeah. very well. Uh, my number two is more of this is definitely something that could happen, but man, do I really want to see it? And it's not good. Um, I really hope Sansa kicks the bucket. I hope she gets <laughs> killed. Uh, she's I, a little bitch. I hated her last year. The last, not this last, the season before, I think it was what, five, six, I, I, six, five or six. I hated her. I, I wish for death. Yeah. And then she kind of redeemed herself a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. She was such an asshole these last couple seasons. Like, and, and because, again, like the Starks, you've waited so long for them to all reunite. And then as soon as they reunite, the shit just hits the they fan. They get picked off. Um, you know, but Ned's dead. Rob is dead. I really want to see Sansa because, like, I, we need a huge emotional character death this year from the good from the good guys. And I'm, I'll get that out of right. my number the one. The good guys. So, like, we've already seen Jon Snow die. That wouldn't really be that impactful for me. Danny, I don't think is, is I mean, like, well, we'll get to that too. But, yeah. like, I go through the list of good guys. And I'm like, the only one that I could really see happening that would hurt some fans but make me happy <laughs> would be Sansa. Yeah. Oh, I think we'd be, we would be more happy, than, like, too happy, I think. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if that one's going to happen. But my, my number one. Obviously, I would love for Jon Snow to make it, but something tells me he's going to wind up sacrificing himself to save Danny. Somehow, sacrifice himself. He takes the Night King's blow. Boom! Either Danny kills her, or someone comes down kills her. Come to find out, Danny's on the throne. She's pregnant with his son. Yeah, and that's his, and that's their legacy. They keep going. Yeah, I think that scene last season when they 
consummated yeah, their I think friendship. She's, I, th- I think she gets I think pregnant. She got pregnant. I, but I would obviously I would love for all of them to survive because that's who I always wanted to. Well, besides Rob, since he died horrible death. <laughs> Arrows but and such. I would I would I would just think that would be a nice end, John, because he died already. So they took they hurt us already. Exactly. That's so, why I don't think this would be impactful. I think it could happen again, but I don't think it would be. But impactful. just him and Dane knowing she's pregnant, see him like to see them her happy, and you know. So what's to stop them from bringing him back again? I, I just don't think she, uh, Miss Sandra dies. I figure she dies, she's okay. gone somehow, so he can't be brought back because he's already like. There are people that practice the red wet the red wedding. Wow. Yeah, the the red woman. I forget what they call it. Yeah, the other guy, the other guy, the, the, who can, guy. the sword. Yeah, he's got the sword. He can turn into flames and everyone's. He's come back like six times. Yeah. Like I think that. Other people can bring him back, and I think Samwell, if he becomes a maester, might learn he some sort of craft and could bring back some people or whatever. Because again, I think he plays a big role yeah. in this. Uh, there are people that were not shown in this trailer that are still around. Yeah. That I'm like, holy shit, we're gonna see. You know, they will be in there. They were not in that trailer for a reason. Um, you know, like the Clegane Bowl is definitely going to happen. Oh, yeah. Too. Like, we're getting oh, Mountain versus you, Hound. Yeah, you didn't see it. And, and that could be another thing. Just that yeah. could have been like another one. Just yeah. I want to see an epic battle between them two. Yeah. I want a 10 minute battle. Yeah. The, I, I, the thing is, though, like, is it really going to be better than the Viper? He was so good. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was good. That, that fight was so good. And then I, that eye crush just. But, oh, but knowing that you, there's history between them, that yeah. is, you watch your younger brother get burned. Like, yeah. all this shit. Or you you burned physically him. burned him. Like, there's there's some history there. Yeah, my number one. You've all heard it before. This is no shock to anyone. The White Walkers yeah, win. Yeah. I, I, it had to be your number one. It has to be. Once you said to us, okay, there's Greg's number one. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> I, I thought of this list with in mind the White Walkers Man. winning, which you've been saying credence. It's like four seasons ago. Tassansa getting killed. Um, that means everybody gets killed, uh, if you will. Um, but, you know, in what world do they do they lose? In real life, ten times out of ten, we lose as a human race. We lose. It's just that simple. Our, our chances don't look good. <laughs> I mean, we could nuke the shit out of them, and maybe that would help. But then we're killing our own people. Yeah. So... We're not gonna like confine them yeah. to like and, and, Oklahoma, and, 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 and you would like it. this kind of like I think you I think you said it kind of zooms in on Night King's eye, and it's like it's brand or something like that. Uh, or... Dude, the end scene, the end scene, and if you haven't heard like our interviews, our bonus episodes, to be Sean Bean, <laughs> our, our our interviews. This is what I think the best end possible scene for this show could be is after the Night King wins um, and kills everybody. They have this. Um, the final shot is the Night King with Jon Snow's body and Daenerys's body and Arya's body, like strewn about the room, almost on top of each other in the throne room. Uh, the Night King walks up the steps, turns around, sits on the Iron Throne. The Iron Throne then turns into ice behind him, and the camera zooms into his eyeball, and the black of his eye is the black of the screen, and the credits roll. That like that would just be the most yeah. satisfying ending to me because then I'm like, and well, that's like. And just to keep, it's finality. Yeah, and maybe to keep the dragons going, find out Rhaegal's a female, Drogon's a male. Rhaegal maybe gets pregnant, just to keep the dragon line Fuck going. It. Kill them all three, make them all White Walker, oh, make damn. them all White dragons, oh, like I, ice dragons. I, I, I want to have at least one dragon in the and world. They're so. like just blowing around the ice and making everything like King's Landing is all ice because we know it's super nice there, and like High Garden yeah. and all these places that are really beautiful. Turn them all to shit. Like, yeah. I want that to happen, man. Maybe, like, the last scene before the white, before the Night King, 
going into the throne room. Everything Maybe the scene right ice. before that is you're showing all these places that we've seen throughout the eight seasons that were beautiful turning to shit yeah. and ice. And then that it goes cool. to that would be I mean, I'd be pissed, but yo, it'd be cool. Yo, if that happens, 125, 20 minutes in, I'm all over. No, it. You, you said that before. We'll find that for these episodes. Oh, man, I love that. That would just be like the coolest ending. And I know I'm in the minority of wanting to see the White Walkers win, but uh, some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> so, As Joker famously said. Let's move into episode. F- oh, I, actually. There's one quick question I wanted to pose to you about Game of Thrones in general. Okay. We had a quick discussion about it on the episode before we started taping, and it's really revolving around George R. R. Martin. And we know that after season five, like some of season five went off book, yeah. then all of season six, all of season seven, and all of season eight are going to go off book. Uh, keeping in mind that George R. R. Martin asked D.B. Weiss and David Benioff, the showrunners, how does the show, how does Game of Thrones end? And they told him before he even let them greenlight this yeah. into a show. So, like, we know that they're on par for the ending, yeah. right? Um, or on the same page for the ending. Knowing that these last three seasons plus have gone off book, yeah. right? And some people would say that these are the weakest seasons, the last couple, because they've gone off book and there's not that strong backbone source material. You and I have talked before. Season seven wasn't my favorite because yeah. it was rushed and this, that, and the other. Uh, George R. R. Martin reportedly turned down a chance to cameo into an episode and also said he doesn't even have time to watch the show. Good. Focus on the books. <coughs> I don't think he cares anymore about Game of Thrones. I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that. This there, book's never coming out. There's no way that... The Why guy, the that could, there's no way that a, uh, a guy could create this universe, all these books, and just stop caring. Like, why you, not? Why like, not? If book, it got blown out of proportion, everybody are, loves it. The books are bigger than him. Like that, these are it's worldwide now. Now it's it's. I think that's why he doesn't care. I, I think maybe just maybe I don't know if, if afraid's the right answer, but maybe he just doesn't know. I mean, he's a busy. He's already he's doing this movie. He's doing this movie. He's got this book. He's working on this book. There's still two more books of Game of Thrones. I don't think the next one's not coming out till at least 2020 minimum. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, God only knows. That's why I think he, this next one never comes out. Or what are you going to do? Are you going to write it to match the show? Or no. He's writing them both, and kind of that's what's taken so long. Where he goes, okay, this one's 2020. Next one's already done. 2021. Disagree. Because if he had, he's 70 something years old. He's got. He doesn't have time. I think left. He's in his sixties. He looks yeah. like he's in his eighties. Yeah. He doesn't have that much time left. Regardless. We, we know he's not in the greatest of. You're not going to sit on this physical. completed book that every. First of all, it would leak by now. Second of all, he needs that money. He's not going to like. I don't be, know if he needs that money. He's not going to be in his seventies and be like, "Let me collect that check." If you have this book that's going to make you a but millions and but, millions and millions, you'd release it. I think he, he's already rich enough. I don't think it's money for him. The, 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 you know? Okay, then Bryce Harper would have signed for less than three thirty. But he's twenty six. $330 million? But, is there a difference but he's between 300 and 330? Okay, but he's still, The next seven generations of his family exactly, are set for life. Exactly, but he's 26. George R. is 60-something. It doesn't matter. He's on the back nine. It's about the money. And I, I don't... He turns down this, this opportunity to cameo. He says he doesn't watch the show, so he clearly is not happy with the way that they took no, it. Who, he's not happy with it. Maybe he doesn't want it to influence him when he's writing the book. Oh, I could use it. That's a good... That's influence a, you know, the guy who created I'm it. I'm just saying. If he's got this book yeah, already written, then it's not going to... They're smart, smart guys. They sure, know what they're but, doing. Yeah, but they, they rush the fucking shit out of these last two <clears> seasons, and they're not that great. You want? You, do you think that the Sand Snakes were a good idea? No, probably not. You want a good girl, but you want a bad pussy? That oh, is a Jesus. good line. That's a good line? No, because George R. didn't write that shit. 
the, the other what writers if, did. What if you don't know that they pulled that quote right from the book? But he did. They didn't. You don't know. They didn't. It was S five. It was season five. That's that's why it, it's not. Uh, but anyway, regardless, I just I don't think this book's ever going to come out. I think he's over it. I think that the worldwide hype to your to like literally the opposite of your point of it's worldwide. I think that's why he doesn't anymore. All these people are making these theories up. All these people are doing this thing, thinking that they're experts. He's over here like I'm the only one who knows. And wh- like, what's he going to do? But he did say it. one person guessed the ending. Sure, he said that. But what's he really going to do? Like. If he the was, shows have been out for three years since, like, they've caught up to the books and then passed them. If he's going to write these books and take them in a different direction, then it ruins either the show or it makes the book trying to be too different on purpose. And it's a lose-lose situation. I think he's done. If he was done and hated it, he wouldn't be working on these prequels. He wouldn't have been writing or help talking. He would have said, no, I don't care anymore. I think he's. I think the opposite. I think he's writing the prequels and working on them because it's a brand new, fresh slate. It could be a first slate and or could possibly help him come up with a new kind of idea just to throw in. He's had the idea for this since 96. I'm sure. He I'm doesn't. Sure he it's, it's 2019. That's 23 years he's been working on Game of Thrones. If he don't know dude, what it, he wants to write by dude, now. Dude, Greg, if you gave me 23 years to write the series he did, I, I couldn't come up with what he did. He has something special. And I, I mean, obviously, I, I don't know what it takes to, to come up with an epic story like this. You know what I mean? Like the only thing I compare it to is like Tolkien's Lord of the Rings. Like, mm-hmm. what else epic can you come, kind of compare it to? The the problem with this are uh, this problem with this discussion. I'm call it an argument. This discussion is that we only time will tell. We yeah. don't know right now uh, if the books come out. Well, Sam, you were right. If the books don't come out, well, I was right. I don't think he cares anymore about it. Um, I, I think you think he very passionately cares about it because of his other projects and stuff like that too. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see the book. You do. With a great marketing, the show's about to end. He comes out with a release date, surprises everyone that it comes out this year. That would be, I think that would be something he needs. But that's kind of. Yeah, but this guy doesn't need marketing. He's George R. R. Martin. It's Game of Thrones. You don't need to drop a surprise like that to make it hyped. Like, it's hyped already. But if if he did, with the ending hype of Game of Thrones. Everyone would swarm on this book, and it would be a number one game, bestseller. Game, it's going to be a number one bestseller. Yeah, anyway, I agree. game ends in June. He could come out on December twenty fifth while we're all opening our presents and say books out tomorrow. It would sell millions of copies. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it needs that hype. I don't think it needs that hype machine uh, as much anymore. So again, agree to disagree, and we'll yeah. see. Only time will tell. I'm sure we'll revisit this. If if dude, if season six ever, and I'm sorry, book six ever gets a release date, you know it's going to be the topic of the day for that show. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll definitely revisit this again eventually um i think he's holding out until he dies before he ever has a chance to release it and that way they can release the pages that he wrote already as an unreleased memoir that would be a shame to never know his true ending. exactly that would be a shame and that's so game of thrones yeah that is exactly what game of thrones would do that's my guess which is very morbid i would never forgive him but he wouldn't give a fuck i'll 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 see i'll see when they have to like i'll find him he ain't hard to miss but you're going to hell so i'll I'll find my way up there (laughs) All right, let's get into a happier subject. Doom Patrol Season 1, Episode 4, our weekly Doom Patrol discussion. And damn, dude, what I've noticed is that all the episodes are ending in patrol. Um, If you didn't pick up on that, they are. Except for the pilot. Pilot. It's not pilot patrol. It's just pilot. This episode um, was the shortest so far this season. 47 minutes minutes and change. And that's not even counting the credits. Um, But... It was titled. And no trailer for next week. <laughs> it was titled Cult Patrol, yeah. and to me, I thought that this uh, episode had one of the strongest endings. Yeah, um, was the darkest, oh, kind of creepy, 
And uh, I don't know. The ending of Last Home was the creepiest. <laughs> Uh, Animal, mineral, vegetable man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the, and overall, I thought that this was probably the, my favorite episode so far. It, it, it's definitely up there for me. Probably number two, probably the besides pilot. the pilot. The pilot was um, so good, though. You're right. I, I just love when you got to see... Number one, you got to see Cyborg's cannon for like the first time. Him yeah. using it, I was like, oh, shit. All I needed was a booyah. I would have been happy, but I didn't hear I just that kept one waiting yet. for him to say Jarvis. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, it was very Jarvis-y of him. And it's I, I do like the fact that they like they don't consider themselves heroes. Like only cyborg. Like mm-hmm. everyone else, is like we're just you know no, it's not our thing. And then kind of you're watching these kind of all these weird groups of people kind of just come together. The the weird dreamings or hey, the dreams of robot man. What happened? Can can you see me? Like oh my god! Like yeah, his daughter uh, asking yeah. him to sleep and nap He's like, with no, him. I don't I don't look at Jane as my daughter. Like oh, yeah. I was like oh my god! Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it just had all these like cool elements to it. Yeah, you can totally see that father daughter thing kind of oh, 100%. slowly burning oh, yeah. between Jane and Robot Man. You have the Elasta woman and Cyborg kind of tension of I don't want to be a hero, but you are. You have uh, Invisible Man versus himself and that inner demon that he has trying to get, like that electrified body What's of that? whatever is it negative man ne- is it or negative it's, man it's negative man or something whatever yeah. it is you yeah. have th- that whole deal um so it's kind of a self-conflict if you will uh and then you have um who am i missing i think that's actually it yeah that's it for now um but ne- then, yeah negative man yeah the, but what i feel like they're doing is not necessarily a monster of the week because there's an overarching theme to yeah. find chief um it's almost like supernatural find dad but here's Monster of the Week to get to that. Yeah. Um, this is fine chief, but Monster of the Week type of deal because all of a sudden we're introduced to these new characters and it's almost at its resolution. Now, this episode did leave us on a little bit of a cliffhanger for next week. I didn't expect that. I thought actually thought they were going to wrap it up. Um, but this was about, the, I think, the cult of the unwritten book was the name of the cult, um, which was awesome because this episode started in incredible fashion with this kid, Elliot, on his birthday with a cake with his mom and his dad singing him happy birthday with a cake with a big eye on it. And all of a sudden he's singing happy birthday. He's getting older. He's getting older. And you see like tattoos on him. And as he gets older, the tattoos are more and more and more. And they said, you're going to save the world one day. When the book is finished, you're going to save the world. When the book is finished, you're going to save the world. He turns 18. His name is Elliot. They sing him happy birthday. His mom and his dad, his mom says, I forgot the knife. Dad goes in and says, you're not saving the world. You're destroying it. Run. Mom slits the fuck out of yeah, his throat. Like it was nothing. And the kid runs yeah. up to his room and she's like, just come back down. Come the fuck back down and eat this fucking cake. Yeah. And I'm like, that reminds me of season four of Dexter. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah, the yeah, Trinity yeah. Killer shit yeah. with the family that's all happy on the outside. But what an awesome start to the episode. And I did I did love, um, was it? Willow B. Kipling, played by Mark Shepard. He was great all episode. He could, you, he you know put, where he, he puts sriracha on the rosary. Where I, I know he was in a lot of stuff, but yeah. what I know him very well from, he was in, he was Crowley in Supernatural. Okay. He was in like at least eight seasons of it, and he was also to kind of see him back because he played like the devil, mm-hmm. or like the, the the keeper, like of hell. So him to come back here, like he's a member of the Knights Templar stuff like that. He knows all this like chaos magic, cool magic. Yeah, he's like so he's, like that was cool. Like, it reminded me of Supernatural. I was like, oh shit, like, his, what an added bonus for him. His magic spells are like song lyrics from the Beatles. Oh my god, which is amazing. Is I should have went with a hard <laughs> day's night. Yeah. Something. I was like, that was good. That yeah. was good. Awesome. Like they continue to find ways to make it engaging but funny at the same time. Yeah. And they have a really good fourth wall like sense. They know exactly yeah. when to break it. Yeah. Um, because 
you know, as the episode gets rolling, there's a church in Spain that they go to baptize a baby, but it's baptized in blood. And the priest is oh, like this keeper. Yeah. His hands are getting blue. And then they're like, oh, shit, uh, this cult, the book is finished. You come to find that the that the book is the kid, which I think yep. we all knew yeah. because the tattoo. Yeah, exactly. And the, the book is the tattoo on his body. So all of a sudden this guy shows up. Um, he wakes up with a bunch of clocks, which was cool, um, in Reno. Goes over to the Doom Patrol's house looking for the chief or the mansion, looking for chief. Yeah. Starts smoking a cigarette. And he's like, Cyborg's like, what are you going to do, smoke a cancer stick? And I was like, all right, dude, it's 2019. But he takes the, the cancer stick, the, the cigarette, and rips a hole in time. Yeah. They go through. They pull out the kid in like two seconds. I actually thought they were gonna you were going to see it. But they didn't. The mom comes out with the knife. Give me back my fucking book. Yeah. And Jane like kicks her back in. It was just a really neat way of quickly telling a story that didn't feel rushed, but like engaging. Because this kid is like, where the hell am I? Who are these people? And why did you put Sriracha on yeah. the rosary? What one of my favorite scenes was like a flashback of Chief and Negative Man, where yeah. he's kind of interviewed, like you know. Oh yeah, and then the the <clears> being wants to, comes he out. wants to contact the being at some. I know you're a hero, trying to find a way. And then the one the last thing he says was. What do you feel when you're inside the like? What was it like to be inside his body? You just said torture. Mm. So like that's the only thing we heard, and the thing blows up. And- yeah, because we know that the negative man's like being inside of him can't speak, so he actually put him into like the chief put him into this box, Probably like book. ghost, like a Ghostbusters yeah, type of like, deal. It was yeah. able to interpret his speech, which was really cool. Robot Man and uh, Jane go off to uh, Spain to find the priest, which is the keeper of the book. Yeah. Um, he then t- basically transports them to Nernheim, which I thought I was playing God of War yeah. again. Every time I heard it, I laughed. Yeah. I was waiting for the goat man uh, to chop yeah. off his head. I was waiting for that. Uh, or the two brothers to make me some cool armaments. But uh, they go to Nernheim, and then, dude, really fucked up. I like Nernheim. It was like ashes and snow. Yeah, these it was, creepy clowns. No, no, she's like, it just ain't snow. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. These these creepy clown men looking things. These creepy. Oh, creepy looking. They were creepy yeah. looking, man. And then they had those creepy nuns with the blades that can cut through anything. And all of a sudden, they go into this room, and these giant like clown jesters are there. And it's the mom and the dad from the original family. Yep. And the dad still got his throat slit. Not yeah, he's sitting in the chair. Yeah, like his yeah. throat just slit. It was perfect storytelling. What a great callback because now you knew exactly who they were. And the mom was like, we're risen up. We're here to read my child and like, get the book. It was – dude, I did not expect the episode to go this way first of all. It, and second of all, it was just great. The ending when you kind of see – when you see Cyborg in the room and then you see like they're leaving like the thing. You see like they're in like a uh, like a snow globe type of deal. Yeah. It reminded me of Superman of the city of Kandor. It's in like super small here like that. So it had like a nice touch like that. Yeah. The, the These beings like break in and they fuck up Cyborg because – the uh, Kip, he leaves yeah. because for some reason he goes downstairs to do whatever. But he almost like turns on Cyborg. I thought he was going to actually turn on him. That was the one part of the episode I was like, wait. He pushes Cyborg into the bad guys, then walks away and then continues to help them downstairs. So I was like, wait, is he not bad then? Well, at first I, I, I think it. he was like giving him up because he was about to take out um, – I think he was about to grab the kid or you know, he was about to kill the kid. But then Rita threw him against the wall. That, which was really cool because so, she realized, okay, I am a exactly. hero. That was her moment yeah. to say, Cyborg was right. I am a hero. I can stop this. That was a really cool scene. Yeah. I thought she actually put his, her hand through him and killed him. She actually just yeah. choked him out a little bit because he wanted to kill the kid. Because he just wanted to kill the kid so they can't end the world. Yeah. So we now know that Nirenheim <laughs> is actually the snow globe in yeah. the living room of the mansion, which was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they go outside and the eye that was all over the cakes and all over the, the family's house, the eye actually comes out of the sky. Yeah. And that's how the episode ends. Creepy. Uh-oh, we're fucked. It's the uh, the D 
the D something or I forget. I can't remember it yeah, either. The, the the D make it's like the unmaker is the the synonym for it. The D creator. Okay. I think the D creator maybe is what it is. That's the I. So we don't know what's going to happen in episode five, but we know it's going to pick up the content. Yeah, because then they give us no freaking trailer. Episode four, there is no trailer. You're right. Um, I hope this isn't like they solve it in the first five minutes and then they're on to the next no, thing. No, there's no I hope way. This carries yeah, through. It has to. And I really hope that mom and dad jester thing is, is continues to be a thing. I love that. Yeah, that, that was creepy. More. But we figured with 15 episodes of the first season, I think this is going to drag out a little bit because we did it. We haven't even seen um, Alan Tudyk's character since a couple episodes ago, so yeah. he's up to something. Yeah, I, I, again, they, they have a lot of story to tell. He probably has episodes. Chief, so well, he does have Chief. He does so, have yeah, Chief. Yeah, yeah, we don't know where, but we know that he has him. Um, I I have not said it yet, but before we move on, my favorite part of the episode was when they conjured. Uh, the spirit to tell them who the who the uh, the book was or what the book was was Elliot. They summoned a horse with a nail on its head, out of its. You know what song he was singing? Um, yeah. Oh shit. Oh, dude, I might. My, I heard it. It's the first note. I was like, oh my god. Oh god, remind me. It's America, yeah, a horse with yeah, no yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I love this. I um, knew I love this show. I actually have that record. Yeah. I love America. Yeah, it's a great um, song. He's singing different lyrics. Obviously, he's like Elliot yeah. is the book, and so obviously he's telling him what's you know what's happened. Yeah. Then at the end, he goes, "And a horse with no name." I was yeah. like, "I know it." Yeah, it was then, awesome. Well, then they come out of like the room, and they're like, "So that's it. We're gonna believe the blue horse." Yeah, <laughs> like, it was really really cool. Um, again, like this is the reason Dude, Titans was great, but like this is the show to me that is better than both the other yeah. things. I, I think did, all the cast kind of just work. It they just work. work. You it know, does. like sometimes where it's like, all right, Starfire's over there. She don't know shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this one, everyone's kind of, I don't know. It, it just works. Everything about it is great. It's yeah. eight bucks to get the DC Universe. Dude, you, again, go watch Titans, but we cannot recommend this enough. Another great episode. This this show, only four episodes in, still 11 left. Still has not had that weak moment. Still has not had that episode that drags. Titans already had two by this point. Like episode two wasn't great and episode four wasn't episode great. Episode two was Hawk and Dove. No, th- episode three was Hawk and Dove. Was it? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. So it's like, <clears throat> I, I maybe even four. It was. It had two out of its first four were like, but episode two wasn't Hawk and Dove. Um, and it's like, this show has kept our attention the whole time, all the way through. And you got to love it for it. It's just, it's a show that it, it justifies the price point. Oh, then Origins yep. is the bad one. Yeah, episode so, two was Hulk. I was like, wait, I, I remember loving episode two. Uh, yeah. It's like this show has finally had. I'm sorry, this service is it's again. It's only eight bucks. It's their second show. It's it's great. Third, the, Young Justice House. Oh yeah, Young Justice. That's right. That's right. It, it's it justifies the entire price point. Yeah, I see now you remind me. Like, damn it, I still want to see the second half of Young Justice now. God damn it, so the way it it does uh, it does have to. And, uh, Oh. Eight bucks. You have every other, I think, DC movie ever made. You had Smallville. You have Batman: Brave and the Bold, Batman Beyond, ba- uh, Batman: The Animated Series. All these comics. Like, there's movies. There's so much there for eight bucks. You can't beat it. No, you cannot. Seriously. And as we move into the movie section, Sam, before we get there, I, I've been wanting to bring this up to you for eight days now. I do. I got something I want to talk to you about. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. What movie? It's not a movie. Uh oh. What's I, up? Bryce Harper's a Philly. Oh, did we we didn't announce that last week? No, it's it's like an inside joke. We were supposed to tell people like, I got something I want to talk about and make it real serious, and then like, what? I, I, was, like, oh, shit. A Philly. I was like, oh shit, what's about to happen? Hell yeah! All right, anyway, million. We are on to the movie section, and we're gonna start with the IGN review of Captain Marvel. Uh, so 
Uh, again, we don't have our impressions just yet, but we will next, next week. week. Yes, sir. We will probably do non-spoiler next week and then spoiler the week after that, or we'll figure something out. Maybe because it's already been out a week, we'll do spoilers. Whatever, we'll, we'll figure, figure that kind out. of out during the week. But then uh, we'll, we'll be able to talk a lot more about it, and we can't wait. Captain Marvel manages to take the best ideas of early MCU origin stories like Iron Man and Thor and use them to form something that feels both familiar and fresh. It can be a bit on the nose at times and occasionally has to fast-track ex- exposition in ways that can feel slightly clunky, but what it lacks for in grace, it makes up for in charm. Brie Larson's stellar performance give Carol, gives Carol Danvers a vibrant, joyful life that will fit right into the future of the MCU, whatever that may hold. 8-0. 8-3. And I will say uh, that I know it's it's the female-led Marvel film, but let's not discount how good Samuel L. not only looks, but apparently just kills it as younger Nick Fury. Well, him, I would say him and uh, Coulson. And they, they look great when they're younger. Like, um, they is, can it do ben, is it Ben Middles? Ben Middleson. Yeah, he apparently just rocks his role. Like, just Because he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's okay, a king, cool. uh, super scroll or whatever. They... They say that he uh, might actually have one of the best villain roles because it's super lighthearted but kind of devious well, at the same time. Then again, Marvel, no, not really to have you know great villains. Exactly. Yeah, he's got or at least he's on got screen. like Killmonger and Thanos as like the big best. It's probably yeah. is the best two. Loki, Loki, but Loki is like an antihero. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, anyway, you know the shit that this movie's been getting uh, unfairly by. <laughs> By people that just want to see the world burn. No, and and I, I've seen a lot of reviews. They said you know it was good. It wasn't the best. He goes, mm-hmm. it's mid tier Marvel, yeah. and that's kind of what I'm I'm going in like right there. Like I don't think it's going to blow my mind, but I don't think it's going to be reboot of Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's going to be that dumpster right. fire. Right. I bet I'm going in kind of with open mind, hoping that she kind of surprises me. Yeah, because I'm not a, too big of a fan of Larson, so I, she she has to prove something. To me I s- you know I'm seeing a lot of there's like a campaign on Twitter that they'll just people will just go and downvote. Or dislike yeah, any yeah. review that's written by a man, or just the fact that but it's the movie I, I, they want to download. I always find it. it funny when Rotten Tomatoes that got crapped on, so they took it off. Yeah, until the but, movie came yeah, out. Yeah, but when it, when it happens to a DC movie, you don't take that shit off. Uh, it was just because it was a female led movie. Eh, I it's understand. They they just protect their own. Disney's fickle, but uh, okay. But like, if I go onto the IGN YouTube channel, right, and I'm going to the Captain Marvel review, IGN Captain Marvel. And I'm also review. interested to see what, what Jude Law can do. I do like him as an actor. He, it's got – are you ready for this shit? <clears throat> it's got six – it's got 242,000 views, the review uh-huh. on YouTube, okay? The IGN review. It's got 6.1 thousand upvotes, okay. thumbs up, yeah. likes, 13,000 downvotes. Wow. Hey, we'll, More than double well, the people we'll, that downvoted we'll, without we'll, even seeing the fucking movie. We'll see if this affects it. You know, because I know originally I think it was projected well, at point. 100 million, I think. Yeah, that's the point. That, the point of this whole stupid Twitter campaign is to <laughs> like, I think I saw get people the, to stop watching it. The review, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever it was, I think it was fresh at was it 70 or 80%, 81%. Mm-hmm. That's all it needs to be. Yeah, then it was like audience like 23%. Yeah. I was like, mm. that, That's all this movie needs so, to be we'll, is a we'll six. See. We're both going to see it. Right. You're seeing it today. I'm seeing it tomorrow. I just think it needs to be a six or seven out of 10. That's all I need. It doesn't that's have to blow me that's out of the water. It's, been the, it's the first MCU film since Ant-Man and the Wasp. I didn't love that. It's the last one before Endgame, which is next month. Um, so it's just got to do a job of bridging the gap, and it's got to give us a banging end credit scene. That's all it needs to and, do. And I heard the end credit scene was good. Yeah. And yeah. I heard Goose the Cat like destroys it as well. 
I don't. I don't know how I feel about the cat yet. We'll see. You're a dog we'll guy. See. I'm a cat guy. You're a dog guy. <laughs> and they changed the name of the cat, I believe. Yeah. So that uh, kind of sucks. I just think that again, if this movie tells its story, it, I really hope it's not 45 minutes of origin like that would or, or more. It's over two hours. It's <sighs> over two hour movie. Two hour and four minutes. I think. Like I don't need another. And again, they're saying it already. It's it's got a Thor, Iron Man kind of Captain America origin about it i really hope it doesn't that's like, drag that's literally what i read was it's literally like a first tier marvel, marvel movie but it's mid yeah. like it's not upper so okay we'll yeah. see I'm, I'm gonna go open open minded. yeah just crash through the blockbuster yeah that's make all. sure the blockbuster <laughs> is that's the one that actually just shut down in, in whatever country it was yeah uh, left. yeah in the world yeah. which we interviewed the director of that tyler morden coming soon uh, yeah you can check that out on uh we podcast new things feed just go back to the bonus episode tyler morden the last blockbuster documentary we interviewed him it was an awesome interview good time good guy yeah loved it i just want this movie to be serviceable to get me through to end game and then we'll see where it goes just keep me there. awake and we're good we'll have our impressions yeah. of it next week on the show both spoiler spoiler free whatever we'll figure that out as we go through the week if you have a if you feel strongly one way or another let us know uh shazam also came out with a trailer its second trailer and uh, it was really, really good. I this movie it. is great. I, I, I loved it, dude. I, I think this is like, I know I I said like, it looks really fun. Bob was like, I didn't smile once. I was like, you're heartless, bro. I was like, I almost would kind of like, just like, I don't know. Just like fucking like, just. Snyder, you mean? Yeah, Bob. Yeah. I was like, Bob, just, it's fucking, it's, it's Shazam. Do you read, if you've read the comics, like it's fucking right from the comics. What are you not liking? Yeah. Like, exactly. I, 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 I don't understand what people want. He looks want. really good in the He's role. He's the only person that said something negative. I haven't heard anyone say anything <laughs> negative. <laughs> it, uh, you know. Did you see the new poster that just released? Yeah. Where it's him in his hand, and he wrote it on his hand like "How to Fly." I was like, that is freaking hilarious. Yep. He's a 15 year old kid in an adult body. Yep. This is like I've said before. This is the equivalent of Ant Man from a popularity standpoint, and Shazam, I think, is going to outdo it. Personally, I think this is like probably an 800 million dollar film. And guys, just if remember, it gets the right push, Shazam Tech. Captain Marvel, he came before Marvel characters, so relax, guys. All your, oh, was Captain Marvel not Mike? Grow up. If you know comics, you know he came out way before her. So get off your high horse. And they're two different companies, regardless. Exactly. So, like, Shazam looks really good. The early impressions are out. Critics got an early screening of it, and we're allowed to post their impressions on Twitter uh, because the embargo has been lifted. <laughs> they're not allowed to go too deep into and it, just impressions. What a great sign to release a movie this early. Captain Marvel wasn't released a month ahead of have released the critics mm -hmm. well you know what was then halloween they, and halloween got like um, the review came out um the yeah. official review came out a month yeah. before the film so this is a great sign for dc knowing that they know that this is a they great movie a month before it's, it's that nice is to see awesome. it's nice to see dc coming out with movies with confidence as yeah. opposed to a shadow drop as opposed to yeah. uh not much marketing hype they're giving this movie a good amount of press not a great amount of press because you don't want to overdo it it is a lighthearted fun film it's not fucking batman and superman i think that just from the trailer and what i'm here for everyone i believe the tone is perfect for shazam and these early impressions that the twitter critics well the critics on twitter have been able to give are really positive they, they were like zachary levi is great and he, perfect cast who, who could be an adult kid zachary levi or me uh, <laughs> i actually meant to watch this trailer as well but i don't know why I forgot to. It yeah. was literally on my YouTube, paused at the one second mark, and then I shut my iPad and forgot to watch it, and then never did. Brightburn it's, got another it's, trailer. It's a dark, a dark Superman, Superman. turn. I mean, if if that doesn't win you, I don't know. Like if if what, what if Superman grew up bad? That's all you need to know. Written by James Gunn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's James Gunn's Brightburn. Yeah. This 
probably will be a first weekend seat for me. I I I'm definitely interested to see where this movie. This leads. is theatrical, correct? Yeah. It's not straight to Blu-ray, like it's no, no, it's, it's coming. Out is this this is not an official DCEU film? It's more of just like a spinoff. Yeah, yeah, because it's not getting the hype that. <clears throat> Like Shazam or Aquaman or Wonder Woman get, but it's I don't more think, like a backburner kind of. And I, I think it should like that's perfect. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be like blown. It should come like here you go. Here's this dark Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Let me know if you want to see it. And I, what I've heard, most people want to see it. Mm-hmm. Do you watch the second trailer? I did not. Yeah, me I only watched. I, I meant to. I forgot. It's a crazy. I, I absolutely meant to. But just like I, they had me on the first trailer. Like yeah. you already got my money, guys. James Gunn, I'm in. I already like Superman. Evil in. Yeah, evil. Superman, written by James Gunn. Seven great words. I'm in. Six great words. Evil, Superman, yeah. written by James Gunn. Six words. So, Greggy can count. Was it rated R? Was the, I think it's PG-13 or R. It'd be better if it's R. But I mean, R, um, and even more. A hard, a hard <laughs> yeah. R would be great. Idris Elba is in talks to play Deadshot in the Suicide Squad sequel, um, replacing Will Smith. And I'm perfectly okay with this. Yeah, man. Why not? It's just Will Smith was just Will Smith. Is Deadshot it, British in the comics? Don't think so. No, he's <laughs> no, he's you know, he's actually, is Deadshot in the comics? He's a white, he's a white, white male in, in in comics. But Idris, I think he's a great actor. I people kind of crapped on what was that movie, Dark Tower? Yeah, because they, they should have. But I, and that other movie where he's like an invader yeah. in a home. Like, but, yeah, that movie yeah, sucked that, too. That, that was a little that, it moments, but I did like him as the gunslinger, and I think he can bring something a little bit different than well, Will, Will yeah, Smith a British just Will Smith. No, he can hide his I'm he can hide his British accent. Yeah, it's the end of the apocalypse. No, that's my most hated <laughs> fucking part. But he is in Pacific Rim. But I think this is this is good. And the only two characters that I heard are coming back were Deadshot and Harley Quinn that are possibly in, in the new Suicide Squad movie. And I believe everything else is going to be new characters. It's weird what I read because Ro- we already had heard that Margot Robbie will not be playing that Harley Quinn. Um, if if Harley Quinn is in that movie, but she's still Harley Quinn because Birds of Prey and this that. And but the I mean, other, hey, if the script's good weird. enough and she gets offered a good amount of money, she'll do it. I don't know who else would be able to do it at this point. To, to me, right now, Harley Ta- Quinn on Tara the big Straw. screen on <laughs> the big. Tara Straw. She is she is a good voice actor. She's wouldn't she wouldn't be able to play that live I, action. I did you see her dress up as Harley I Quinn? I did. I think she could do it. I think that. Never mind. I'm not going to say that on the air. I'll say yeah. what I was going to say off the air. The trench spinoff, which is again from the Aquaman universe. You saw him in the first or the first Aquaman film, uh, will not have cameos by Jason Momoa and Amber Heard, and may actually even come out before Aquaman two. Which, by the way, it's three years. Three away. years. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm okay with that because Momoa You're really keeping the focus on the trench. Boy, because Momoa just really saw the trench for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. he doesn't really know. Like, will you show his mother? Maybe will you show how That's probably she kind of like prequely? Exactly. I can see that. I mean, I'm okay either way because I think the trench could be a, a good story. I think it could be a horror. Like they could turn this oh into a God, horror yeah. movie. It, it was just look at all like just when it was just Aquaman Amber Heard going down there and all the trench was like. Just closing around them, I was like, I'm getting claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah, this is probably a PG-13 dark. I think maybe like a like an. I won't say any mutants. I think they're that, those words are taboo on this podcast. But yeah. uh, I think that this could be a definite PG-13. Uh, yeah, like a like a bright burn. This yeah, is a exactly. DC film in that dark universe. That uh, you know, pardon the dark universe thing, like the mummy and the yeah. things are all canceled. Um, but. Uh, this could be the, the, like the the different side of DC, and I really yeah. like that DC isn't married to one thing. Yeah, Marvel will not come out with a film that's not in the MCU. Yeah, because it's either going to be Sony 
like the Spider-Man films or the X-Men films or whatever. But they're not going to release a... Exactly. They're not going to release a Marvel film right now that's not a part of the MCU. People would be like, what the fuck? They don't go dark. Marvel is more light. Yeah. Of of course. They keep that for their partners. If this is a DC film, not a DC in partnership with Warner Brothers. Yeah. DC film, whatever. I'm saying Warner Brothers. I think they're actually like owned by that. But whatever. Um, You know what I mean. I like that this this could be like a Brightburn Trench... I don't. I don't even know um, what other dark shit there is. The Justice League dark, whatever. Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah, whatever. Like yeah, like all that stuff yeah. is a darker kind of style. I like that a lot. Uh, speaking of the Morbius films, like I did a second ago, Tyrese Tyrese Gibson has been cast in the Morbius film. We don't know who he will yeah, play. Yeah, I, I have no. I've like but right I'm not, now we have Jared Leto and Tyrese. Yeah, I know uh, Jared Leto. He's been kind of teasing the couple pictures of like him on he, set of Morbius. He, he looked like. Fucking Wilson from Home Improvement. Yeah, it you just see the, the top of his it head. Was the top of his head with the movie <coughs> cutter thing. I forget what they call it. I mean, I don't know who who Tyrese is playing yet. I mean, uh, Tyrese is he's okay. I guess he, I'm, I I don't hate him. I don't love him. Okay. Oh yeah, from Fast and the Furious fame. Baby boy, kind of got to start. <laughs> yeah, well, he is a shitty singer. Anyway, you know, um, movie I do like him in probably. Death Race. Him and Jason Statham. <laughs> I only saw the first one. I don't yeah, need to see one. Death Race 2020. Yeah, was the best that, well, that wasn't Jason Statham. No, that wasn't. That they Death Race was actually a remake. That, yeah. Those movies are old. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, female. Well, uh, uh, Sam's favorite. Friend, one of his one favorite, of friends, favorite friends, friends, Rush Hour, is getting the Ghostbusters treatment. Uh, the Ocean's 8 treatment with an all-female-led Rush Hour spinoff reportedly in the works. Yeah, and it's the – I forget her name, but she was the female lead in, in the, the Meg. Meg. Yeah. Which she was a good act, you know, good actress. But I could see her maybe being like Jackie Chan's daughter or, or niece or some, yeah. something like that. Keep it I've in the family. I've hypothesized niece. But I did just read an interview with uh, Chris Tucker that was like last month saying that they're – that they're working on Rush Hour for that they're working to get. He said, Jackie wants to do it. And he said, this is going to be the rush of all rushes. So as long as we still get Rush Hour 4, I'm happy. Yeah, I don't think this film would overtake Rush Hour 4. Yeah. This would be a spinoff in the vein of Ocean's 8 where it's like it's its own thing. Yeah. It's got the Ocean tag on it. It's got the Rush Hour tag on it. I could totally see it being Jackie Chan's niece. Um, Jackie makes like a quick cameo. Jackie again. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see where that goes. But, you know. You never shit on a movie before you see footage. No. Don't shit on a movie because of a concept. Wait for you to see footage with spoken word because we all shat on Pikachu. And Detective Pikachu is right up there with one of the most hype movies of the year. So don't judge a movie by its title. We got a first look at Sonic the Hedgehog and his new live action film. You loved it. And it's a thing. (laughs) It is a thing. You did not like it. You didn't either. No, I thought it was okay. But what? I thought he was okay, but when the guy, I forget his name on Twitter, put his eyes there, like he he did like the, okay, I think I know it's messing everybody up. He goes, here's the old Sonic, here's like with traditional eyes, and that helped me a lot. If that was the movie, I would think I would probably like a little more. But it's not. Yeah. So it's just, remember, people that go in there, ape shit, yeah, that made me better. That's just a guy who works at IGN. Yeah, that's it. Who just edited the image. That is not the official, the official image is still, ipso facto, the shitty looking Sonic. I still think the look could grow on me because I'm just not used to seeing my Sonic like that. No one is. You know, so, but, you know, we'll see. If you want to take a look at it, it it is on our Instagram, at we podcast and we know things, all one word. If you want to take a look at the the new look in Sonic, the comment section was actually pretty fiery on that post of we had a couple people Thomas Chisholm Ryan Simmons they said they, they like it, it. and yeah. that's totally fine your opinion's allowed to be wrong 
That's great, by the way. Uh, Send all your. your I think people after 170 episodes know my voice to yours. Yeah. Um, But no, honestly, just all kidding aside, listen, you're allowed to like it. Yeah. You're totally allowed to like it. You're allowed to like it. I'm allowed to dislike it. And it's not, I don't dislike it because it's not my Sonic. Like, I expected it to look different. Like, look at all those Pokemon outside of Pikachu that do not really look like yeah. their cartoon ca- counterparts, but they're fun. And maybe when you see a trailer, maybe he grows on you a little bit. I don't think he will, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah. see, honestly. Yeah. Who, who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Like, Charizard still looks a little shitty. And, Pokemon and I was okay with Charizard. Right, exactly. Yeah. And Pokemon is, like, my sacred thing. Yeah. Don't fuck with it. But you it. don't really care about and Charizard. I don't really care. Yeah. Because it's just, it's whatever. I'm not going to change it. Yeah. I don't have any power over it. I'm still going to enjoy it. So it's not like I'm not going to see the Sonic movie. Yeah. It's going to be distracting. Sure. I don't like it. Sure. I got to get over it. Yeah. I'm a 30-year-old yeah. adult. Yeah. I'll be 32 or 31 by the 31. time this movie he comes out. Knows. I don't know when a movie's coming out. I don't know if it's 20 or 21 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, true. But um, I, I, And I don't really care. It doesn't need to be the exact Sonic yeah. I had as a kid. Do you think I expect this Mario film that, that Illumination is oh, making no, to God. look like him? No, hell no. No. And also, it's Illumination, so yeah. it's going to get fucked up anyway. But like, I'm still going to see that because I support. And of I course. will support. Of course. He just looks weird to yeah. me. I think the the judge will be Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik. I got to see what he looks yeah. like because he could steal the show. And or I, he could just take a huge dookie right on the movie. He could ruin it. Yeah. This is still a movie I plan on seeing. Yeah. I love Jim Carrey. I'm a huge supporter. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see where that goes. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I just – he might not look good, but I'm still in on it. This is weird. I didn't even know this was happening <clears throat> this year. Disney is, like, releasing all these dates – Avengers and Toy Story 4 and Dumbo and all this cool shit. And then they're like, oh, by the way, Maleficent gets a sequel. Uh, Maleficent Mistress of Evil gets a new release date of October 18th, 2019. The reason you're just hearing about it now and that it's so close is that it was actually May 2020 originally. They pushed it up. They didn't delay it. They pushed it up and said, let's just get this shitty movie out in 2019 when we have all these other great movies so it can completely be overshadowed by these. It can suck and yeah. we can just move on with our lives. I mean, I never saw the first the first one. I said I did. I thought I heard I thought it was okay that Angelina was good at least. It was all terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and this is coming from somebody who actually I mean, hey, watched it. It, it made money, so you know. It's Disney, though. It's Disney. Yeah, yeah. And that's the I think that's the reason it's getting a sequel. Yeah. It's just because it's Disney. Even they if got they have all a the money. movie, yeah. they can still make a sequel because fuck it, they have the, yeah. the, the funding to do it. But you're I, I'm telling you my theory of they're moving this up to twenty nineteen because twenty nineteen is so loaded that they can kind of just get dropped in there. And if it sucks, whatever. Just sneak it, dumpster fire. And, in right. There, yeah. Because if it comes out in 2020 when there's not all this cool stuff, there's going to be more attention paid to it. Especially yeah. May 2020. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's drop in October. Then we'll come out with something in November that everybody's going to forget about Maleficent. We'll move on with our lives. The upcoming Gundam film will be written by Brian K. Vaughn, who's also known for writing uh, The Last Man, uh, Ex Machina, Runaways. So this and, is in good And, good and Saga, too. That was one yeah. of his, his big big titles but he's in good hands this i love gundam watching gundam wing as a kid so for i completely trust brian cable to write this i have complete faith i will see this movie day one i was more of a transformers I, kid i mean but i get it i love transformers <clears throat> but like i think watching i think i watched gundam more sure yeah so sure. I, i'm definitely i remember playing the video games with me carmen amati playing the old i think it was ps2 gundam yeah. gundam battle suits gundam suit battle something like that it was awesome when it comes to sentient uh, automobiles, you know, I'm I'm a Thomas the Tank Engine kind of guy. Oh yeah, you know, out of all of them, right. I, I prefer my sentient vehicle yeah. to be a, a, a toy talking, train. A talking train, yeah. Uh, Got you. There is a, you know, the Resident Evil Two remake. Yeah, they've Mister X. 
that comes out and fucks yeah. you up. <laughs> Somebody made a mod and turned Mr. X into Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh my god. It's the funniest thing in the world when you turn around and see a big ass Thomas I'll the shit Tank Engine. I'd run around the damn house. <laughs> Will Forte, um, Jane the Virgin Star, Gina Rodriguez, Tracy Morgan, and Frank Welker are now starring in a new Scooby Doo animated film. I feel bad for um, uh, Matthew Lillard. He found out on Twitter. That he was like, he's like, damn Hollywood. I you never cease. He was the voice of Shaggy for twenty plus years or whatever. He's like, you guys literally never cease to amaze me. Like, kind of what a way to find out. Like, god damn it, that sucks. Like, no one. I don't think anyone could do a Shaggy like him. I, mean, I love Will Forte. I love he's you, Will. Good. He's I love really you, Will. But he was great in How I Met Your Mother. Super underrated. Yeah, I just don't know how you're going to. I don't know. If, even if I was Will, I would be like, I can't do it. You got to get now, is, I don't know. What I don't know about this movie, if it's going to be a straight to Blu-ray or if it's going to be a theatrical. The cast makes me think theatrical. Yeah. But I would, it, could, yeah. it could surprise us. I don't know. I don't know if Scooby-Doo still has the power to do well in well, theaters. We're going to find out if he still has the juice. Ooh, I, you know. I just don't know if it's theatrical or not. Because now kids nowadays don't, they didn't grow up watching the Scooby-Doo like we did. They didn't know the Scooby-Doo adventures, pup named Scooby-Doo. They don't know them shows. Pup named Scooby-Doo we grew up the on them. shit. So we'll see. Uh, just really quick to, to kind of, I guess, and the stories in a somber note, we do have our box office and our upcoming for the week. However, Luke Perry, 52 yeah. years old, suffered a stroke. And from complications to the stroke, he had passed away uh, starting in Riverdale. I believe he was a 90210. Yep. So That's just where he got his big start. Yeah, gone way too soon. Yeah. Luke Perry. Um, Ashley was like, what are they going to do in Riverdale? I said, they're going <clears> to <throat> kill him off screen. Yeah, they have to. What else are you going to do? On. And it's a shame because everyone loved him. Everything I read was nothing. He was the nicest guy ever. And I heard a, a cool story I'm going to share because I thought it was such a cool story of Lou Perry. Um, I forget who it was. It was Tom Hanks, Colin Hanks. Mm-hmm. He was on an airplane. He said they were, they were flying somewhere. This kid started crying before the flight. It was like a three-hour flight, hour in. He's crying the entire time. He goes, out of nowhere, out of first class, here comes this guy. Blow, he comes up with his little kid. Oh, you like balloons? He blows up a balloon. I guess makes like a quick balloon animal and gives it to the kid. The kid stops crying. Colin goes, or Colin Hanks says, the whole plane erupts with claps cheering. I look up and I was like, no. He goes, as we land, he goes, I, I see the guy. And I walk up to him like, hey, I just want to say that. What a great move. And he goes, holy shit, you're Luke Perry. And he's like, hey, Colin, you know, like Colin Hanks, whatever. And he's like, that was like an all-star movie. He goes, all my years of traveling, I always travel with a couple balloons in my pocket. I was like, what a what a cool story. You know what I mean? What a, what a shame. What, what you know? a story, Mark. Anyway, how is your sex right. life? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, let's move on to the box office. Yeah. Top 10 movies this past week. At number 10, falling from number 7, is Happy Death Day to You at $2.4 They also said they're probably not going to be making a third one, so... Good on you. Uh, number nine, falling from number six, What Men Want at $2.7 million. Number eight, new to the list at $4.4 million is Greta. Number seven, falling from number five, Isn't It Romantic at four point five. Can't believe I saw that film. Uh, up 115% from number 11 all the way up to number six. Thank you, the Oscars. $4.5 million is Green Book. Oh, Still yeah, rocking yeah. and rolling. The Oscars gave it a lot of second life. Yeah. A lot of theaters Marshall are showing Ollie. it. Yeah. yeah, A lot of theaters are showing it. Um in like one or two screenings yeah. a day just to get it out there because it won Best Picture. 
Uh, number five, falling from number four at four point six million is Fighting with My Family. Excellent movie. It made, it made its money back, so yeah. they did good. And and the movie is going to make its money internationally. You have to remember this; these are box UK. office because yeah, it's a UK based film. Yeah, I think it was it's last make I a checked, lot of it was money. like a twelve or thirteen million budget. I think there were yeah. over twenty already. Yeah, so and, that's and good. This this is all. Whenever we read these, this is all domestic gross. Yeah. So like, remember that the overseas crowd is what makes a lot of movies their money, um, like Glass. And Fighting With My Family. Fighting With My Family is a British movie. It's going to do really well in Europe. The Lego Movie 2, the second part, falling from number three to number four at 6.6 million. Number three, falling from number two, still hanging strong at 7.2. Alita Battle Angel. Good for you. Really nice. Yeah, I I think... I think by the end of this run, I think it should be making money. Like, so I hope that's so. good. It was originally said to be a huge bomb. bomb. Yeah. yeah, that's why pro- projections are projections, yep. and not reality. Who would have seen Black Panther take off the way it did? Uh, number two, new to the list, Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral at twenty-seven million dollars. Tyler Perry could just do this for yeah, the rest I, of his I, life. Yeah. Just make cheap cash-ins for the rest of his life. Oh, and, and real, just for Alita, I just checked the the bu- budget for Alita was one hundred and seventy million. Remember, it was supposed to be a huge bomb of the year. It already made oh worldwide three hundred sixty point eight. So I think Great. they said they just needed to cross four hundred, and then it's good, and it will. Yeah, uh, and then number one, staying at number one at thirty million dollars is How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Sam's white whale has not been able to see it yet, but maybe he'll stay after Captain Marvel. No, I, I, and I sneak into theater six. I can't. I can't hang back to back, For man. A little how I met. Getting old, tough, bro. I meant. I just said how I met your dragon. <laughs> I do want to see this movie. I heard it's literally the best of the trilogy. Coming this week to theaters is AI Rising, uh, Five Feet Apart, The Aftermath, Captive State, Finding Steve McQueen, Wonder Park, Mission of Honor, which I think has the guy who plays Ramsey Bolton, The Hummingbird Project, The Mustang, Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase. There's a shit ton of stuff. Dear Mann aus dem Eis. That's a German film. Ash the purest white, and never grow old. Well, Captain Marvel is going to get easy number one again. Yeah. Captain Marvel is going to be number one this week. Yeah. Going to stay number one, and then next week that Us movie comes out. That um, Jordan Peele oh yeah, horror yeah, horror, film yeah, yeah. is kind of like that the follow good. up to Get good. Out, uh, yeah. but nothing else <clears throat> until yeah. Dumbo. I wouldn't be surprised if Captain Marvel hangs on for a couple weeks here. Now I, I think um, Dumbo and then Endgame. Us might. Do really well. I wouldn't be surprised if it's number one. Shazam's like three weeks from now. I think that that's kind of sailed. But that up to take number one until easy. Uh, Moving on to the TV space, Disney Plus will include Disney's entire library soon after launch, and they also said that Endgame and Episode Nine will also eventually make its way to the service. Yeah, so I mean, it's that's good that Disney Plus is, you know, their vault. They're very. Yeah, their vault has been busted open for this. Exactly. So, so I mean, the, the famous Disney vault is finally open. So it's good. At least they're going to get people to have seen these movies. Have a release date for this thing? No, I don't think there's. There's. I think they said end of the year. Uh, Ashley said to me, she's when I told her this news, she goes, "That's awesome," but you still have to buy me them all on Blu-ray anyway. I said, "What?" She's like, "I want physical the vault. I want the vault physical." And I just think, in ca- just in case if it crashes, you have the physical I think copy. When we get a bigger house, she's eventually going to make me build her a vault and put the movies in there. Would you be surprised? I know. I I, I believe it because I, I know I, I know how much how too loud because she's how she loves Disney. Yeah. Maybe I'll make that for her, like a, a small vault, a small vault, like a small fit, like fifty Blu-rays in it, 
Maybe I'll just buy a safe and put Disney ears on. There you go. Mickey ears. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I'll write, Great safe, idea. I'll write the word safe in uh, or Disney vault on it. Yeah. Uh, that's cool, though. I like that it's going to have everything yeah. from from well, Hercules gonna, to Lady in the Tramp to You have to, to give a reason for people to spend money on a goddamn other streaming service. Yeah. But, like, I already own so many Disney But all movies. they, for me, all they need is Daredevil Season 4. <laughs> Boom! You got my money. Punisher Season 3. Uh, Arrow gets a final shortened season. Season eight will be ten episodes. It will come out this fall. So now Arrow is officially ending. Yeah, it was, I was kind of sad reading it because yeah, Stephen Amell tweeted kind of, you know, you can't can be still, a vigilante forever. I could still see him making appearances in future crossovers. I, 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 yeah, I could possibly just because he has such a good relationship. If it. he doesn't get killed, which he won't, they're not. Gonna well, what? Because <laughs> the, the crossover the previous, he yeah. made a deal with Anti Monitor. So I'm thinking he goes out. For the next big crossover, he sacrifices himself and saves everybody. And it, that, to me, that's how Arrow is going to go out. He's going to go out a hero. Arrow is the show that started CW right after Smallville ended. It's bam. called the Arrowverse. Yeah. So literally, once Smallville ended, bam, Arrow was there, and he started. Without Arrow, there's nothing. You wouldn't have Flash, Legend of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, Supergirl, um, Batwoman coming out. Like there's so many shows, and kind of the the CW president basically said. We want to kind of keep it fresh. He's been around since the beginning. We're obviously forever grateful, but now this is a time where he kind of goes out, and you're going to introduce some new, fresh shows, some new characters, which is a good idea. It just it just sucks because Steven's been around forever. Yeah. So hey, had a great run. Eight seasons is over 160 episodes. It's impressive. Is it your favorite Arrowverse show? If when you, you look it, at the whole catalog, like, uh, like not just single seasons. Yes, yeah, right? it's, it's tough, but catalog. Maybe as of, as of now, I might say, just because I loved the first two seasons. I loved them. Like, with Deathstroke, it was such good writing. And then, you know, they had some hit and miss. Even Flash, two seasons. The last two seasons kind of been a little mm-hmm. little slow for Flash. So I, that's kind of why I would say Arrow, just because <laughs> it was the first. Slow for Flash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One Punch Man Season 2 will premiere on Hulu April 9th. This is going to be the sub only because it's only one week after the Japanese premiere date. So if you're looking forward to One Punch Man dubbed, like all six of us, um, you're gonna have to wait a little longer, which yeah. I think you're good with waiting. Yeah, I, I, dude, there's so many shows. Like I'm still, I didn't even watch what's the other Netflix show, Altered Umbrella, Carbon, Umbrella Academy, dude, and that one, dude. There's so many shows. I'm so backed up, so I have to wait a little bit longer. In Altered Carbon's getting season two. Yeah, I know. So I, I, I got it. But I, again, I'll watch it. I just have to be a little bit more patient. Uh, Attack on Titan season three will also be coming this month. Well, we resume season yeah, three resume. cuts in yeah, half, yeah. like a mid-season finale style. It will come back April twenty eighth, so look forward to the dub of that coming soon, probably this year as and well. And I'll probably wait on that once they release for Blu-ray, buy it, and then just binge. Actually, I think that this is the dub because the sub already came, came out. out. I believe so. This is the dub for the first I time. I believe Aaron. this is the yeah. dub on April twenty eighth again. Season three. Has already been out in Japan. What I think so. I might do is wait, get wait till Blu-ray before it comes out. Rewatch season one and two, just so I can you know pick back up. Brie Larson will be producing and starring in an untitled drama series based on the real-life memoir written by CIA undercover operative Emeralis Fox, chronicling her time on the force. Long story short, TLDR: uh, Brie Larson is going to be. Uh, starring as a badass CIA undercover agent that's going to be based on real life. Think of Orange is the New Black, but cop style. Yeah, which, I mean, there's so many cop shows now. A show I just started watching, The Rookie. 
Ever see what Nathan yeah. Fillion? Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Because yeah, I love Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I mean, I miss because I used to, you know, Mama Dukes used to watch Castle, so I kind of got roped in watching some episodes of that good show. But Rookie's a good show. This one, I might just miss, though. Not my Rookie. The Rookie, to me, is the Dennis Quaid baseball movie yeah, where he yeah, gets called yeah. up yep. to the Devil Rays. Yep. Uh, what a great, what an inspiring film. <laughs> I watched it the other day. Yeah, I teared up. They're calling me up. <sighs> Do you know that blue blazer I don't like? Could you bring it tomorrow to Arlington? I haven't Jimmy seen this Morris, movie in 20 years. You tell me right now, Jimmy Morris. I'm going to the big leagues. Yeah! Oh, cool. My dad's a big league pitcher. Funimation Streaming Service will be making some price changes, and I actually have those price changes laid out for you right here, so hang on to your balls, everybody. Premium will now be the lowest tier available. It joins the other two tiers and offering users HD access to Funimation Now's full library of subbed and dubbed anime. It is ad-free, and this tier will allow two users to stream simultaneously for $6 a month. Premium Plus is the second tier. This one costs $8 a month. It lets users enjoy up to five streams per account and gives users the ability to download episodes to their smartphones and tablets. There's also some sales in the shop. The final tier is known as Premium Plus Ultra. You're like Microsoft with these names. The Xbox One X Ultra Premier Edition must be paid on an annual basis of $100, so that breaks down to a little under $10 a month. This gives the tier the benefits of the other levels with some add-ons. Fans in this party will get a free gift of their mem- with their on their anniversary, two pay-per-view rental- rentals, and free shipping on all orders from the shop. So I mean, I would, best I would, value. Yeah, right? the eight dollar one seems to be just fine. Actually, the six dollar. Honestly, yeah, the six I'm okay with. The eight is like okay if you travel a lot, you want your shit on your phone. Okay, could be worth it to get the eight dollar one. Well, this it's, it's also if you're splitting it with friends, like there because remember you're allowed to do multiple simultaneous streams. Yeah. Like if let's say me and you wanted to go in on the eight dollar one, like four bucks a piece. And boom. Yeah. But we can also go in because the $6 one gets you two users. Exactly. Because on that, three bucks a month and you get all the exactly. anime you want. And that's Funimation. all I would need. That's like, that's what you, yeah. you know. Again, if, if I was to get it, yes, that would be the one to get. And I'd split it with you. Uh, let's see. One, yeah, there could be a One Piece live action series reportedly coming to Netflix. I never, I know, I know One Piece. I know the anime. We're doing a lot of anime today. There's just so many episodes of One Piece. Like, it's like. It's an anime <laughs> <laughs> no, but this and is like thirty-five percent of a filler. Yeah, this is like DVZ shit. Like that's how long. Like I think it's even longer. But full metal for, for a live action. I would watch it, but I don't think I'll watch the anime live action. I would check it out as long as it's not like the Airbender man. The uh, Avatar, like dude, M Night. Well, it's not M Night ain't doing it, so you don't have to worry about it. Lord of the Rings, their Prime series that's coming to Amazon Prime has been confirmed to be set. During the Second Age, so that's after the Hobbit, but before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, okay. That's 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 the interpretation I got out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. I was kind of hoping it was going to follow Aragon or Legolas or someone like that, but okay, I'll, I'll accept whatever you guys give me. Uh, my number, I think it was my number one. Could have been my number three. It was my number three on my favorite TV shows of 2018. Crashing, which is the Pete Holmes stand-up show on HBO where he chronicles himself and his struggles as an up-and-coming stand-up comedian in New York City, has been canceled by HBO. Oh, did they really? It it has not been picked up for season four. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. It will end after season three, which, oh, by the way. I'm writing now. The fucking finale is tomorrow night. 
So the, I have to now – this news came out late last night. Pete Holmes tweeted it. I now have to mentally prepare myself to now not only watch the season finale of Crashing, but I have to watch the series finale of Crashing yeah. tomorrow night. And it's because they, they have some great writers. You had Judd Apatow. You had Greg Judd Fitzsimmons. Is, is, is you had a, some awesome writers. Yeah. Bill Burr was in it. Yeah, Artie Lang yeah. had a huge piece. Sarah Silverman. Like every comic you could possibly want. John Mulaney was in yeah. it. Like some banger comics. Like stand-up comedy deserves the spotlight. I did not hear that. Now, oh, wow. Now I know this show has – season three has not been its strongest. Season one is still the best. Season three is has been kind of like – some episodes I feel have kind of been a little pointless and there's only eight episodes a season and they're only a half hour. So the seasons fly by. You can watch them all in a day, um, the whole series. But again, this is another HBO show ending after season three like Deadwood and so many others that I'm like this had so much promise. HBO I'm a does it again. Fan. The only saving grace for me on this is tomorrow night at 10, so after crashing – um, premieres the Adnan Syed serial. Oh, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, the Adnan Syed show starts tomorrow night, uh, which I'm super, super excited for. Can't wait. So I'm going to watch Crashing. I'm going to cry. And then I'm going to watch Adnan Syed and I'm going to write down all these cool mystery notes. I love that. But that has been our TV section. We'll be right back for Sam to host the gaming section after this word from the Geekly Oddcast and our friends over at the ESO Network. <laughs> What is the Geekly Oddcast? It's a panel show of television. I mean, seriously, where else was I supposed to go and watch Gomez Adams ride a rocket ship on a railroad track? Gaming. And the dice say... 17. Oh my god, 17 is Mystic Quest. And whatever comes to mind. Why does Zod need a starship? Alternating Thursdays on the Geekly Oddcast. And we'll close it in the gaming space. And let me give you my Devil May Cry 5 review. Oh, wait, I fucking can't because of Amazon. (laughs) But I sure can, my friend. And not because I've played it, but this is the IGN version. The question of which Devil May Cry game is now the best has gotten much easier with Devil May Cry 5. The combat is the strongest in the series has been to date. The story does a great job of balancing all three of its main characters while doling out rewards and bits of mysterious story and and an enticing pace. It's unlockable difficulties, sheer number of techniques to earn, and the upcoming free Buddy Palace DLC will provide a ton of incentive for replayability. It's good to have you back. Dante and Nero. Well, I know it's 9.5 because, you know, Nico said it to what me. What a score. Yeah, that's great. Dude, that's great. Dude, Half under a masterpiece. God, God of War had 10. Devil May Cry 5 would. I think it's the highest rated ever also. Half under a masterpiece. That's crazy. So this, 9.5. Is, this is great news. I know everyone's been waiting for, for Dante to come back. Obviously, the DMC reboot, we didn't want that. Come on. We want our old Dante back. Kind of show us that devil trigger. And I know we get it because we saw There's it. There's a song called Devil Trigger. It's I, the damn name of the I just, thing is the song. I just want to fucking play it, and I can't. Devil Trigger. So I'm, I'm literally going to go out today, probably after I see Captain Marvel, and, and hopefully some store still follow has it. stampede they will if they follow if you follow stampede 21589 on instagram just check his story in like 8 hours I'm sure he'll have it up there. If not, <laughs> devastation. He'll walk into GameStop with his phone out, taking a selfie with the game in his car. Like You'll know if he got it if you follow Stampede21589 like 2,000 other people do on, on Instagram, brother. Bless you all. <laughs> it, it took me forever to get there. I love you guys. Uh, the, I got uh, a new game, and I want to talk about my impressions of it. If you would 
but it's no DMC five. No, but. it's new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. And why the fuck did I do this? Why did you buy it? You're saying? Yeah, because I have new Super Mario Bros. U on Wii U, and I still have it. But this is new. No, no, no. That's part of it. It's oh, new Super oh, Mario Bros. U oh. is the name of the game. They just added the word deluxe with the Switch <laughs> <laughs> with the Switch Joy-Con. Um, it's so it got pretty shit on, but it's the third highest selling game on Amazon this year. And wow. that's for any console. So it's doing really well because, again, nobody had the Wii U. Yeah. So it's like this is another game like Mario Kart, which was really good when it came out. A lot of people hate this game on Wii U. I enjoyed it. I very, very much enjoyed it. I hate the fact that it's, a, it's got a, like a five-minute cutscene in the beginning you can't skip, which is really, yeah, really, really annoying. And I don't like – I like games um, that when you die, you instantly just come back. Every time you die in this game, it kicks you out of the level. You have to wait for Mario or Luigi to stand up, and then you go back in the level. It's like, holy shit, I'm Pissed. tired. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me just play the fucking game. Yeah. Um, but this is the game me and 60, you. 60 hour game? Unfortunately, Ooh. it should be 40. You remember this game? Me and you streamed it. Oh, that's the, that's the one we streamed. Yes. Okay. When we first started streaming, our first couple yeah. of weeks doing it, you and I played this co-op yeah. on the Wii U. This is that game again. Except now, in single player, you can play as Luigi. You can play as Toad. You can play as Nabbit, which is that little dude there. Um, he's a cheat code because he's invincible. Okay. Uh, so you can't get hit. And it also comes with Super Luigi U, which is the shorter version of the game. You can only play as Luigi. You beat all the levels in under 90 That's seconds. why you bought it. That's why you bought it. I have that too, though. I have that. My Wii U version so came with it. So you're just a completist. I literally bought you're this because I, I have to own every Mario Yeah, game. you're a fucking completist. Yeah, I have to own that's every it. Mario Play it simple. Um, so one out of ten, what would you give it? It's the same game as Wii U. A little tiny, tiny bit sharper on the images and uh, i already beat it to shit so it's exact it's again what i thought it was it's a six but i'm gonna drop it to a five <laughs> because it's not a 60 dollar game okay this yeah, is yeah. another 40. wii u port that's 40 bucks but they charge 60 uh so again if you like mario and you haven't played it before it's a must play i would wait till just, yeah, let's, let's black friday drop, or yeah. sometime when they just a spring sale where they drop it to 40 or whatever i got it for 56 so I got three dollars off, four dollars off. You bested. A new Xbox is rumored to be coming this May. And, what? And you think that I would have that in the big stories, wouldn't you? Yeah. And you think you would probably have heard about it by now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Let's not let's not get our panties in a bunch here. So there are huge rumors, and IGN's reported on it. A lot of other people report on it, that this May Xbox is going to come out with the Xbox One S again, without a disc tray. No disc, so it would be discless, be all digital. So the thought here is, right, if you can't buy a disc, it's not. It's it's stupid for retailers, maybe not so much for the consumer. If you're like I like physical games, Me right? Me too. I don't not like everybody all digital. does, yeah. but not everybody does. Yeah. A lot of people like the convenience of yeah. digital. I'm getting that way with movies now. I'm yeah. starting to buy a lot more digital because Amazon Prime is unlimited space. Yeah. Um, but if I'm a retailer, let's just say GS. You know, GameStop. If I'm them and I can't put a disc into my system, why would I want to sell the console? The reason I sell the console, because I don't make a lot of money on consoles. You want to sell games. Stuff. You want to sell the games. So there's really not a lot of incentive yeah. for retailers to to pick this up. But there's a lot of incentive for the consumer to. For the reason simply because this is probably going to be like 150 bucks, right? You can get a discless Xbox for 150 bucks. I This is a Game Pass machine. This console is for you to go home. Buy Xbox Game Pass for 10 bucks a month. Go enjoy all the 150 games that Xbox has on Game Pass, including all of their exclusives, 
And you can do that without ever having to put a disc in your system. And if you want to play Madden, or you want to play Kingdom Hearts, or you want to play Resident Evil, buy it digitally. And, and people, no, but then you lose that extra Blu-ray player also. Some people may use, like like myself, I, I use my PlayStation for my Blu-rays and yep. stuff like that. That would, so that would hurt me, actually. I don't think a lot of people own a standard Blu-ray player. Like I, I, you would I, don't, think, I don't. You would think that me as a tech guy, I'd have one yeah. in every room. I do. Xbox, Xbox, PlayStation. And I actually have another one. My upstairs bedroom, I have two Blu-ray players in there. One's a Blu-ray player. But that's yeah. the only Blu-ray player I've ever owned. I've only owned one Blu-ray player. Everything else has been a console. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else has been a console. So you're right. I think that yeah. a third of the reason you it's, want to use this your This one's not for us, but I could see it being for, like you said, other people that mm-hmm. don't need that physical copy. Yeah. Or just want to play Game Pass. Yeah. And just want to, oh, Xbox has always, I can go play every well, you, Halo you think, ever. You think GameStop would, would have this system? Yeah, they have to yeah. because I think it's a skew. You have to, but, but, but what incentive do they have? Except unless they sell like Game Pass cards. Hey, here's a year of Game Pass for 120 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Get it for 100 bucks when you buy the system, and GameStop makes some money there. I can see a bundle opportunity. Yeah, but not much is you know the the only people I think this console is not for are people in the middle of the country with terrible internet. Yeah, you're screwed. That that's yeah, gonna stink. If it's a download only console and it takes you a day to download a game. I mean, it's, it's a different idea. It's a risky move for Xbox, but yeah, they have to do something dude, different. This is also their last hurrah. Hey, we have a bunch of parts. Let's okay. put it together. Let's get it out there. Oh, these Let's are, these are our leftover pieces. Let's sell a shit ton. Because at E3, remember, PlayStation's skipping it. We're going to find yeah. out that another big company is yeah. skipping yep. it a little later in the <laughs> stories. Xbox 2 or whatever you want to call it yeah. is getting announced at this E3. So let's, let's just blow out the Xbox One now in May, get a good couple months, get people hyped on it when we announce the next one at E3, sell even more, see you later inventory, let's get ready for the next Xbox. So it could be a smart play. Okay, well, time will tell to see if that pays off. Mortal Kombat 11 gets its first story trailer. Oh man, it was fun. Um, I don't love the Mortal Kombat stories, but this one, because it is so, hey, suspend your disbelief. Yeah, yep. And by the way, here's two Johnny Cages in the same shot. Loved it. Sold. <laughs> uh, it's whatever. I don't love this new hero or the new villain. I can't remember her name, the, the female villain, because they just look bad. She's fine, but they are they look very lazy. Like Garrus, the new fighter, looks like Jax without the mechanical yeah. arms. I miss Jax. Um, but like, okay, fine. His daughter's back, Jackie Briggs. She's back. Cassie Cage, which is Sonya and, Jackie, or Sonya and Johnny Cage's daughter. She's back. Koto Khan is back. He looks to have gone from heel to baby face. He made a face turn. It uh, looks like an Aaron Black is back, like a younger Aaron Black. So even more characters from the old Mortal Kombat games that we know and love are back. Unfortunately, these four characters, Cassie, Jackie, Kotal, and Aaron, were all brand new to Mortal Kombat X, and not a lot of people loved them. I love Aaron Black. He's a cowboy. No, I, I know two out of the four, so it's like... Ugh. Yeah, he's a cowboy. He kicks ass. But this story show is a lot of fun. It's on our Facebook yeah. page. So if you go to We Podcast, We Know Things on Facebook, you can watch the entire two-minute trailer. It was a lot of fun. April 23rd, I'm hyped. As you should be. Some more news. I know. I think you should be hyped. Pokemon Gym Masters have been confirmed by Nintendo. Called it. In my top three, I said that I want the stadiums to have like a bigger deal yeah. for the gyms, not just go in, fight some trainers, fight the gym leader. This is a gym master. Yeah. You're going to have to do some but crazy yes, but shit. But you're still going to have to fight people to get to the gym master. Some, I think there's going to be some sort of trial. Like, it has to be. If not, I'm pissed. I, I, they were actually called trials in Sun and Moon. But I think you're going to either play a game of soccer against them or you're going to play a game of cricket or you're going to have to whatever. Do something to these trainers beforehand. And then they're gym masters. That just brings a whole new – Not master. <laughs> but, no. But like the first gym master, if he has like a level 10 onyx I'm, and I just shit all over it again, 
the first three gyms are usually they a shouldn't joke. they shouldn't be a gym they should just be gym leaders and then once you get higher they become masters i would absolutely love it if the gyms are hard yeah I agree. And they're gym masters. You maybe you fight the leader and then you fight the master. Yeah. I'm okay with that. That would be cool. I just what in my perfect Pokemon game, I would love it if you could choose what gym you go to when and the levels just kind of go with you like they scale it to you when yeah. you go there, kind of like Breath of the Wild, I guess. But I would love the freedom to go fight my gyms in whatever order I want. Whatever that can maybe be cheating cuz you can just stack your team. Yeah. I get it. But anyway, gym masters instead of gym leaders, I think it's a positive change. I can dig it. Pokemon Nope. Nope at all. <laughs> Nintendo announces the new VR Labo kit. What? So Nintendo's getting VR. It's not PSVR. It's not a uh, hollow lens like Xbox had. They're getting a VR headset. Wireless? Made out of Nintendo Labo, the cardboard. So you're going to create. I, I, I just don't know how to take that. So you, you'll, you'll basically. You didn't have me at cardboard from day one. You so, know, I, was not, I wasn't a Labo kid. You're basically going to. You're not a Labo adult either. Uh, right. You're basically going to. Build your VR headset out of cardboard. You're going to put it on your head. And then your Switch goes in there. And that's the VR yeah. screen is your Nintendo Switch. Um, it's only 80 bucks. Only 80 bucks for cardboard, guys. Seriously, for, it's but only for, 80 But you get a game with it, too. The 3D shit. But, like, 80 bucks for the whole shebang. If you're a Nintendo fanboy or you're just a Labo person or you haven't tried Labo. <laughs> if you're and Labo you want, If you want to, like, try Labo. $80 for an entry point to get yeah. VR isn't so bad. Hey, Even just, if it's shit, like it's gonna just be shitty. Get cardboard, put your switch. <laughs> like yeah, you just like get a box, put your switch in the box. This is the cheapest cut out some VR holes. version you could buy. It is definitely the least expensive yeah. VR you can purchase. But like, don't expect Resident Evil Seven. No, no VR. No. You're gonna get. Uh, I think they said you can become a bird and you can like fly around, which could probably be pretty cool. Um, it's not Star Wars, no. but like it'd still be cool flying around like a bird. But uh, just it's going to be childish, maybe 10-minute experiences. Listen, it's going to take you 90 minutes to build the thing, and you'll probably play the game for 15 minutes. So if you're looking to spend 80 bucks for a good hour and a half of enjoyment, feel free. Be my yeah. guest. But this is probably something you're going to build never pick up ever again. Yeah, <laughs> never. Skip this one, guys and gals. The Switch is getting its first N64 game on March 18th. That's pretty cool, right? Like, we're getting an N64 game on the Switch on March 18th. And that's really soon. That's 10 days from yesterday. Nine days from today. That's how math works. It's Turok. We're getting Turok. Of all the games you gave us, Turok. And we're kind of getting it. What do you mean? So there's a catch to this. Oh, Christ. So you think, I, I put the, the deceiving headline, the Switch is getting N64 games. So now my mind automatically goes, Mario 64, we're going to get him on Switch. Not necessarily. There is a guy out there who recreated the original N64 game on Turok, of Turok. Yeah. Upresed it a little tiny bit, took out some of the bullshit, yeah. put it on PS4 and PC, and that version is coming to Switch. Oh, wow. So it's not a classic N64 game coming to Switch. It's not going to be like the N64 series. That sucks. And it's I got hyped for a second. And it's twenty bucks. Well, at least the price points right. What? Twenty dollars for a 1996 shitty N64 game? If you told me Mario 64 was coming out for twenty bucks, I'd buy it. Well, I mean, like I that's think, a seven dollar game. I, I just Fuck think games that all like you know, like Crash was an old game they redid, but like it yeah, was this a, isn't no, this isn't a remake. This is the actual N sixty four version. But I'm talking like just tweaked a tweaked, little bit. Okay, so it's gonna look I like mean, shit. It's gonna run like shit. It's gonna I mean, play like I shit. I wouldn't get it at. I don't care if it was free. I'm like, nah, no, thank you. Turok blows. Yeah, I like, never let's liked get Turok. that out of the way. Yeah, I never that liked that it. game is horrible. The second one's okay. The Xbox three sixty one's underrated, but like. 
You're better man than me. This is not going to be what you think it is. Don't let him yeah, get you. Skip. Even if it's free, say no. Friday the 13th, the game ultimate slasher Switch edition, including all D- DLC, of course, is coming to Switch this spring. You bastards. It, well, it's called the Slasher Switch Edition, so I'd hope it's it's the one coming to Switch. It'd be that's <laughs> funny if like the PS4 edition coming to Switch. I would love, I would love it. Uh, Great yeah, marketing. It's got it's on PS4. It does well. It's, yeah. it's sold over a million copies, so it's finally coming to Switch. You can play as Jason. You can hook people up. And, and it was it was kind of fun watching people like play on Twitch. It was exactly. kind of fun. It was, it fun. was fun. So now we'll get that in all of its shit glory. Yeah, and on the Switch. Yeah, you bastards. Miles and Kilo hits Xbox One and. We got an early copy. Yeah, so Miles and Kilo, my top three uh, indie game of yep. last year, given to us by Mick Waits of Four Horses Games. Good friend of the podcast he's been on. Check out that interview with Mick Waits of Four Horses Games. It's a bonus episode. Go through the feed. Check it out. It's a great look into game development, especially indie game development. The guy yeah. does it by himself. Uh, Michael Burns created the game. He's the one who puts it on the consoles. So if you want to, like... If you're inspired by game development or if you just wanted to have a good conversation about yeah. gaming, Sam and I have a, an interview with him that we had to Skype him about 43 times for it to work. Oh, he, he was across the pond, so, yeah, you know. He, he called us from England. Service wasn't great. Yeah, and, and then we had to switch over to a different service and all this good stuff. But that we made, got the job done. The, the, the one-hour interview uh, took like three hours. Yeah, but, but it was well worth it. Well worth it. His game, Miles and Kilo, we got it on Switch. We actually gave away six copies of it on Switch. It has now hit Xbox One. We got the copy. There's no embargo, so I can talk about it all I want. It comes out March 22nd. It's like $8, and it's exactly the greatness that was on the Nintendo Switch, except now if you want it in big, beautiful on your TV without having to dock your Switch, you can play it on your Xbox One. It is fantastic. The music is great. Miles plays great. Kilo plays great. Again, it's so much fun, and now you get that added little bonus, that little sense of accomplishment, because the game is hard as shit. You get that accomplishment of... Achievement unlocked, which you don't get in Nintendo games. Which we had a fun conversation with about the, yeah. about the achievements and stuff like yeah. that. And, and when you get achievements in Switch, it just, okay, you got the achievement. But now on Xbox, you get that gamer score, yeah. like PlayStation with trophies. Like you get to get that reward for doing yeah. something. So it adds that little extra specialness. Dude, you can't beat it. Miles and Kilo coming out March 22nd. You have to buy this game. I agree. Apex Legend hits 50 million players. I will move on after just saying this. <laughs> Take that, Fortnite. Yeah, people said, oh, it can't compete. Oh, it's competing. Careful, guys. Don't spit up in the air. It comes back down. EA skipping pre-E3 press conference with EA Play. So every year before E3, EA has their own press conference. It's called EA Play. And uh, they they bore the shit out of us for 90 minutes. But we all watch it anyway (laughs) because it kicks off E3. They usually fuck it up somehow by bringing celebrities and people that can't speak out on stage. They did it again last year. Elijah Wood? Was that him? That was, I think, a couple years ago, yeah, and I think that was Nintendo. I'm not okay. 100% on that, but EA is skipping that this year. They're not doing a press conference to kick off E3, so that's EA and Sony gone. So that leaves us with Microsoft yeah. and Nintendo, Ubisoft, um, Square, and Bethesda as the only five press conferences we get this year. That'll make our E3 bonus episode a little bit easier. Yes. Um, that'll be my. That'll make my E3 watching a little bit less obsessive this yes. year, which will be great because EA's press conference always sucks, but you'll watch it just in case. They're going to be replacing it with some live streams instead because they said they want to focus on gameplay rather than announcements. I'm sure we'll get a couple, yeah, we'll but get EA is just shit yeah. in the bed here. And with the recent uh, PlayStation 4 update, 
you can now play your PS4 games on your iPhone. Well, Xbox has been doing that for years, but that's okay. PlayStation played to the play. party. Now they did crossplay with the Vita, so they which I, which I had, and, and that was cool. Like I remember yeah. testing, it, like pause it, you just pick right back up. Yeah. It's awesome. It's kind of like the Switch. Yeah, the yeah, Switch yeah. just said let's do this on one machine as opposed to going to two, yeah. which was the genius of it. But PlayStation's been doing this for years. Yeah. But now you can play it on your iPad. Uh, a it's like more convenience rather than having to take the Vita, wipe right. off the dust on the Vita. <laughs> and that, and you know what, iPads nowadays are super fidelity like they have a lot of power well i still have the original still works i can't do it can't even have netflix on it i need to update uh but yeah you can play your your shit on an iphone or an ipad that's cool would you play uncharted 4 on your iphone my battery would die in one minute (laughs) no thank you uh but at least cool the the convenience is there and that's really cool for playstation because they don't have many games coming down the pipe they don't have anything coming for e3 playstation 5 is an inevitability it, I mean, I, we just it, had Devil May Cry that dropped yesterday. That's what we have, guys. Let's enjoy it. That's on Xbox too. Let's not forget that. It's not a, an exclusive and game. It is not an exclusive game. Like no. uh, so anyway, that has been all the stories for this week. Uh, let's do our Patreon shouts. Then our picks of the week, we will get out of here. By the way, WWE Fastlane, tomorrow night, if you're into the pay-per-views, this one will be a waste of time, but it's the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, so check it out. Um, our Patreon shouts this week, Darren Monroe, Mike Forward, uh, uh, b- 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 Bradley Epstein. Bradley Epstein at North Comics on Instagram, Jay Sanford nine four eight two, and Twitch.tv slash My Knife Your Not. Wow, <laughs> Twitch.tv slash My Knife Your Life. That's right, and, Sam Reimer. And Sam, uh, continue. I know your surgery went well. Get wetter, brother. Thank you for get everybody. better, brother. I don't know what I said there. <laughs> Weddle is a thing. I, I made up a new word. It's I'm a making thing. up stuff. Uh, thank you to everybody who supports us each and every week on or each and every month on Patreon. It's a long show, man. Yeah. We're, we're 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 hurting for a squirting right now. It's nine thirty. It's only nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. So and we're done. Like that's the crazy part. It's not the beginning of the show. We're done already. Sam, what's your pick of the week? Pick of the week. I watched End this misery. <laughs> I watched this new movie on Netflix. It is called Polar. I don't know if you yeah. heard about it. It's Bas- in my queue. Basically, if you love John Wick, I think you will love this movie. Even though this movie only has a twenty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes Ouch. at that rating, I if you just want to go, if you like John Wick, go in and watch this. It starts Mads Mikkelsen, Vanessa Hutchins, Johnny Knoxville has a, a small little part, but basically, uh, if I was guy um, Duncan was like Velaja, they call him the Black Kaiser. He's a assassin. He re- he turns fifty, so he reaches the mandatory requirement age of this assassin group. And he's supposed to get like $8 million on his retirement, blah, blah, blah. But obviously his group wants to save money. They don't want to pay him the money. So they try to kill him. And some other crazy shit happens. And Mad Mickelson just gets his ass kicked. Get kicks kicks ass. It was, a, it was a bloodbath. So maybe not for the kids. But if you're 18 and above, I think you will love this movie. Check it out on Netflix. Polar. Uh, my pick of the week is something that I had mentioned when we came back from our hiatus as a movie I really enjoyed watching throughout my hiatus. But, like, it's a movie that stuck with me in thought. Like, I can't stop thinking about this movie and, like, wanting to rewatch it again and again and again. And it's a movie that's sticking with me. Like, in a movie I want to bring up in all these conversations and a movie I want to get all these people to watch. Like, tomorrow after Captain Marvel, Tom and, and Pope are going to come back to my house, probably eat some pulled pork. And I want to put this movie on for them and just get them into this movie and get everybody that I can to watch Brigsby Bear. Uh, I talked about it when we came back. It was in 2017. It was produced by the Lonely Island, like Andy Samberg, the musical group, uh, the band, if you will. Uh, Came out in 2017. The band Beta Camp 
actually recommended it. Oh, cool. So Hunter, the lead singer awesome. from Beta Camp, recommended it in our interview with them. Go back and check that out. Bonus episode. It was only our second ever interview. Um, but they recommended this movie, and I've been thinking about it ever since. And then I was like, when I had this time off, I was like, okay, let's let's check it out. Yeah. So I watched it. Instantly loved it. It's Kyle Mooney is the, the main character. Mark Hamill. Uh, Matt Walsh. Um Michaela Watkins, Ryan Simpkins, Greg Kinnear is in it. Oh, good cast, um, good cast. So he plays a detective. But it's it's about a kid who grows up loving this show, Brigsby Bear. He's now 25 years old and is obsessed with Brigsby Bear. It's this old, shitty childhood cartoon hero guy with a – clearly a guy in a bear Is it on mask. Netflix or no? No, no, okay. no. It's, it's – um, you have to actually like purchase it. I don't think it's on any platform. I'm not okay. 100% on that. Um, but I bought it on Amazon for 10 bucks, And uh, – he loves this show. He's obsessed with it. his whole room is Brigsby Bear, and he's 25, still loves a kid's show. He dresses like him, knows all the episodes. Uh, well, it turns out that um, this show is actually created by Mark Hamill for him because Mark Hamill abducted him and kept him in a basement oh, for 25 Jesus years. Christ. And it brainwashed that, him to love that it. That took a turn. And then, yeah, shit. exactly. Yeah. So it's not this yeah. loving and then you and then he has to adjust to life, realizing that he's been abducted. Um, wow. So it's it's a really yeah. fucking good and it's short. It's an hour and a half. You can knock it out. Great movie. That's our pick of the week. Polar and Brigsby Bear, two movies. So hopefully you can go check those out. That has been episode 125. We'll be back next week with impressions of Devil May Cry 5, impressions of Captain Marvel, and the rest of the nerdy news in episode 126. Time to go see Captain Marvel. Network has a brand new Patreon. That's right. We're asking for your help, and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret. All your favorite shows will still be available for free as always, but you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is go to esopodcast.com and click on the link. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.